0: Hey everyone and welcome to the room. We talk all things stars, Marvel and DC. This is episode number 150. We'll be discussing Aquaman. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm happy that we're talking about Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> we are here. It is 2019. Happy New Year's to everyone out there listening. We hope you had a wonderful holiday season and a great New Year's. It is 2019, guys. It's a big year in nerd. We've got Avengers 4, Star Wars. We've got a massive, massive slate looking down at us for nerd in 2019. But before we get anywhere close to 2019, we got to take a step back into 2018 because we got a really big film to review here, and that is DC's next biggest tentpole in Aquaman, Arthur Curry. This is proving to be a huge step forward for the DC Extended Universe and their future slate of films. This is gonna do big things for that universe, big things for this character, and we're gonna break down every piece of this film. And like we always do with our reviews, guys, we're going to do a spoiler-free section here. And we'll be making sure to tag Spoiler Review once we get there. So if you haven't seen the film, you can kick around with us for the next probably 20 minutes or so. Then we're going to put that tag and then we're going to spoil the hell out of this film. And this entire episode is going to be Aquaman. Sanjay is grinning ear to ear, excited to discuss. You know,
1: I, I don't want to say I called it. But I kind of feel like I called this one. Like, you guys were saying, like, you know, it'll, like, do all right in the theaters. And here I am, you know, like, I don't get a lot of chance to gloat as a DC fan here. I mean, we got the Marvel MCU. We got the Star Wars universe. We got, you know, Spider-Man films. This is, like, the first time that I could just, like, roll up, you know. It's like when you roll up in the club in, like, like a flashy car. Like, you know, normally being, like, coming up in, like, the Pinto. But this time I'm coming up in, like, the Cadillac with, like, the fur coat on.
2: The doorman's has you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. got you.
1: He, he calls me sir. Like, he doesn't even have to see my ID. He it just makes like, me feel so
0: good that your metaphors have not changed as we've leaped from <laughs> 18 to 19 here. You know, it's
1: just, like, bridging the gap, yeah. you know? And, uh, just call me the metaphor guy. Because, like, I painted that picture. And, you know, James Wan painted a picture of a man who just was half man, half Atlantean. And he was a man of no world, a gross half breed. Oh, just a just a, just a, oh, just a yucky male, like just not like the perfect specimen at all, like no. like a Greek god, like chiseled out of
0: like bronze marble. <laughs> makes no, no sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's it makes no sense, and I think that's appropriate for this film because this film is a wild ass ride. It is a is an absolute ton of fun. So. What I want to do at the top here, guys, let's get some perspective on how we saw it, where we saw it, and our first thoughts coming out of the theaters. Because we saw this together, we enjoyed it, we had our dude Carlos, he came by, met up with us, we yeah, had a great conversation out, after, yeah, yeah, shout out, big shout out. It was, it was a great experience to not only watch it with you guys, watch it with Carlos, but then we skipped over it, had a beer, and discussed it as like a round table as well. It's always a lot of fun to kind of get our initial thoughts out there. So let's dump some of those back onto the table, spoiler free. And I got, I got, I got to kick it over to Sanjay first. Sorry, Troy, man. No, <laughs> let him go. We, let we gotta him let, let go. him go here. Him let him shed right. that praise. All right, right
1: man. man. You know, I'm just walking into the club, taking off the coat, the coat check in, hat check in, because I got the fly hat on too. You know how like, you know how I like roll up, always dressing to the nines, <laughs> as I'm in my sweatpants and like pajama shirt.
0: <laughs> Podcasting in comfort. Yeah, yeah,
1: man. Um. Coming out of this film, oh, man, super hyped! Like, uh, Wonder Woman. I came out of that film super hyped. Uh, Batman v Superman came out of that film super hyped, and this thing just like keeps the train rolling for me. I'm, I was a little hesitant going in. You know, I saw not that I should pay any attention to this, and I should learn by now, but I saw like some of the reviews. A lot of people are kind of shitting on this film, and I was like, yeah, and, like it just like kind of puts a damper on things. Like, I, not that I should care about it. Like, it still got like a decent like rotten tomato score, but I really shouldn't like care about it. The thing is, if I enjoy it. I'm starting to, like, learn that as I, like, grow as a human being. And, like, in 2019, maybe that'll be my, like, New Year's resolution. But I I, I came out of this film and I was like, man, like, James Wan nailed it. Like, he was in, like he was the right choice. Like this is the man that, like, reads the source material, knows the source material. It felt like I was reading Aquaman comic book. And, and, and that's kind of, like, the best compliment I can give it. Like, I was, like, right there. I wasn't, like, a huge fan of Aquaman. I'm sure, like, not a lot of people were. The only thing people knew about Aquaman were um super friends big bang making fun of it and then the bare naked lady song one week when they like mentioned aquaman that was kind of like his name and entourage yeah, yeah everyone big uh, opening on entourage yeah <laughs> the opening and entourage beat this opening <laughs> um so now like you know i, I picked up an aquaman comic book and just fell in love with the character just fell in love with the world it was like this like whole whole different world you know it was like a whole new world um and it was underwater and it was just cool and like the special effects had never been done before I was just I was beaming if you can't tell I really like this movie um <laughs> uh, you know I'm trying to be a little bit coy about it but uh no it was amazing it was a great experience great film I had the time of my life um I'm gonna throw out every cliche you can at the book at this one uh you know really like nailed it it was uh I'm trying to think of cliches and no, like sports cliches and none are coming to mind. But uh, I hit the uh, home run. Oh, oh! It hit like a touchdown home run. <laughs> like, like, hit, hit like a home run and then someone like caught it and like spiked the ball in the end zone. Like mm-hmm. that's what it was for me. <laughs> and then they
0: ended up scoring a goal too. So all the sport metaphors in one. Yeah, trauma <laughs> <Toronto> man. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, what did you think of this film? Walking out of the theater,
2: um, it was a ride, man. It, it, it was a crazy ride. It was a roller coaster visually i was blown away visually this mm-hmm. is this is this is the movie to see for sure um there are some little little nitpicks i have with the visual effects um uh, i'm definitely on the camp though where i feel like it should get uh, recognition for its visuals that's that's yeah. pretty suspect of the fact that that's not up there with i mean like why is it? there's mary poppins first man
1: first man black panther like black panther, black panther welcome to marwin
2: yeah so i mean that's that's kind of a crime Christopher
1: robin i mean like not that like don't so it, the oscars has like a list of 20 films and then it like cuts that down to 10 and then it cuts that down to how many. So Aquaman was in the initial 20 and then it didn't make the final 10. So right. the, the Academy were saying this wasn't one of the 10 best uh, special effects films of the years. My opinion is kind of crazy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of there with you. Yeah. But um it's it's a fun movie. I like the adventure aspect. Going in. That was cool. The jokes really didn't land that well with me. <laughs> Their music is... Hitter- there's some music. And Tim knows exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. That is fantastic. Like, I, yeah. I love. Yeah. But, and then there's something else in there. That's like a completely different movie. Um. There's two villains in here. One of them I really, really like. Uh, Ocean Master, and we'll get into that. Yeah. And then Black Manta, who I was really hyped for. Yeah. That guy was acting in another movie. Like <laughs> I don't know where he was, but it, was, it wasn't this film. <laughs> um, other than that, though, I, I think, you know, after digesting it, I do think I will recommend it for people to go out there and see. This is this oh. a fun movie. It's definitely a lot different than every other DCE film out there. Oh, yeah. Completely even more so than um, Wonder Woman. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's worth to check out.
0: Yeah. yeah 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 i think definitely I'm, I'm right there with you guys too it's if you excuse my voice i'm battling cold here so i'm gonna like be squeaky you up sound and here. sexy though <laughs> <And> raspy right <laughs> yeah you
1: sound kind of like a mix between um a raspy tim and normal tim <laughs>
0: it's it's about right (laughs) apt description (laughs) no it's a ton of fun I think you nailed it on the head there Troy coming out of this I had a smile on I enjoyed the film as a whole there's parts in here yeah it's hit and miss for me in some points but my biggest surprise in this was the supporting cast yeah I walked in this expecting Jason Momoa to excel and he does tenfold this guy carries the film He is charismatic. He walks onto the screen and I want to see more. That's probably one of my biggest criticisms is that I don't think we got enough of Aquaman in this film. There's it's it's don't get me wrong. The whole film is about him. His name is in the title. But I just wanted more of this guy on screen supporting cast Mera. Ever Heard, oh, yeah. she was awesome. The chemistry was there. That I wasn't expecting that at all. Oh. I expected a wooden performance out yeah. of her. First. I
2: think she's still. I think she actually outdid Momo and thought She is fantastic. Smur Morrison is great in this. Nicole Kidman yeah. is oh, fantastic. Another good one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'd say my my slight criticism in the spoiler free here is I felt like they stuffed too much into this film. I feel like James Wan and the collective at Warner Brothers and DC said all right, we may only get one shot out of Aquaman. Shove everything (laughs) into the film. And that's where I wanted more Momoa because I felt like they concentrated on building a massive Aquaman universe in two and a half hours. This felt like a movie that could have maybe been split into two or three with certain storylines and have something a bit more long running through. Because now we're looking at this with this idea, yes, this thing is over $700 million. Globally, it's going to get a sequel. I'm thinking in retrospect... Okay, I would have liked some of this spread out a bit more. Maybe give us a trilogy of films. They stuffed a lot into here. And that's probably gonna be my continuous biggest criticism of this, is that they worked really hard to get Aquaman's story out there, but it was almost too much for this one film. Right.
1: I, I think like their thinking was, as you said, we may only get one shot. Like Going into this movie, it was such a huge risk to throw $200 million at an Aquaman film. Yeah. <laughs> like, to break even, you need to make, what, $600 million worldwide, let's say? That sounds about right? Yeah. so To I make mean, money, yeah. Yeah, to make money. So, I mean, going into this, you know, 10 years ago, if you ask someone, we're going to throw $200 million at this Aquaman film, but it needs to make $600 million, people would be backing away. You know, they'd be like, I don't know. And especially like, given DC's body track record. So, I feel like they're like, you know let's just you know let's go for it as you said let's throw everything like of aquaman that we can it's like a love letter to the character who's been around for 60 70 years yeah so um i i do understand like i would i i want to see what the sequel is going to be like mm. i'm 99.99 percent sure we're gonna get a sequel 100%. if we don't get a sequel whoever's in charge of wb needs to get fired immediately yeah because that doesn't make any sense but uh yeah let's see where the sequel goes and uh but yeah, I, I I can kind of see that.
0: Yeah, and we'll get into it, definitely. And the last thing I'll hit here is uh, the music, as you mentioned, Troy, was a huge miss. But the score, in certain parts, was unreal. Yeah. Like, yes. it sucked me right into this film. Yeah. And this is when they're doing the big landscape shots. Yes. That. Yeah. We'll get in a bit more detail as we go into the spoiler review. Because that's something that I would like people to experience in the film. Because that was one of the best parts. There's some scenes in there, you sit back with the score and what yeah. they've done visually. It's like... Yeah wow this is incredible the cgi i agree with you guys it is really good to me it's at its best when we're doing landscape framing shots when there's a lot on the screen i get a bit of transformers like it's a bit overwhelming to me yeah and that detracts a little bit from it and i'm not saying that that's why it shouldn't be considered i agree it should be considered right to me black panther the cgi is spotty in parts yeah yeah and the the practical stuff is awesome there yeah Yeah. this i think it has more because there's so much cgi in it like the whole film is cgi yeah and you can tell that they spent 200 million dollars on this film because it's relatively or even more so than relatively it's really good cgi it is i would say so especially
2: for wb as of late Coming mm-hmm. off of like Wolf*, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. And all that oh, kind of yeah. suicide squad. They yeah. stepped their game up for sure. Oh, yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. And this is something that's never been done before. Like exactly. underwater, large, extensive sequences. Like Star Wars had uh, the Gungan City. Is yeah.
0: That... But it was, that was essentially. But that was like... like
1: 25 years ago. And like it still looks like
0: decent. But it, it wasn't to the extent of this, right? Oh, like for this sure. movie, you, there's battle sequences. Entire, the two biggest battle sequences are underwater. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's taking a big step forward. And like the sequel. And I will say there will be a sequel (laughs) is going to do another big step where they they've kind of figured out probably what works and what doesn't. And we'll get into that. But there are elements of the CGI that they took a huge risk on. And I think it lands for the most part. Like it doesn't I never felt taken out of the film by the CGI. And to me, that's a big success. I was wowed by it more often than not. Yeah. yeah yeah so this this thing i think for us lived up to the hype that was promised to us yes like you mentioned the rotten tomato score currently six that's 64 percent. the audience score though is 81 oh. yeah and i think that that generally feels about right it feels like the critics were critical of it but the audiences like us came out having fun mm-hmm. and so that that rating seems a bit right the, it feels a bit low on the critic side to me like a high 60s like Early 70s feels maybe a bit closer, but
2: who gives a shit about Ron Taylor? yes the thing, right? It's our like, barometer, right? Yeah. Do, do you guys know off by hand what Venom's audience is seeing that? Uh,
1: for? Venom was like, what, 30% critics, I think? Okay. Sex. I had
0: to look, we looked at that, not too, because uh, we are looking at our year in review stuff earlier, and I was tracking some of that. Venom is 85% audience, really?
2: 28% critic. That blows wow. my mind, because honestly, like, pound for pound, I say Aquaman is. Far better head than and Venom. shoulders. Oh, above I head far better. So, yeah,
0: and far like
1: not the shit on Venom. I'm like the one, one of the three that like the Venom on <laughs> yeah. this table, but <laughs> <The> I definitely <laughs> the Venom, yeah. Uh, Venom, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, let's talk about this film. I mean, you know, we're talking about Venom, Venom killed it in China, yes, it did. Um, Aquaman, a big milestone today, just uh, announced that. Aquaman has surpassed Venom's Chinese box office total already. Wow. To be the number two superhero film of all time in China. Wow. Only behind Infinity War. Yeah. So is, is that like 270 or $275 million US in China
0: as which, of today? Which is unbelievable. And that's adding to this big tally yeah. of se- almost $750 million globally. It's a probably by the time you listen to this and then wait a couple of days. So by the end of like this week, it'll be at $900 million. It's, do you think it now, admittedly, Troy and I, yeah. we said that this has no chance of getting <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw it. Like, I think we made a bet yeah. at some yeah. point there. So yeah. it looks like we may be losing that bet. <laughs> because this, yeah, this thing is now $751 million. I had yeah. a, f- a fairly good weekend domestically but it's really big in the foreign markets. Like the foreign markets attribute to 75% of the global haul here. Yeah. Like the domestic audience and I don't know where this split. Like this split is wild to me. Usually you're getting the 60/40. This is even heavily more oh, yeah. weighted towards especially the Chinese box office. This that's the difference maker here. For This globally, because you look at the opening weekend for Aquaman, it landed 67 million dollars here domestically, so that's can in the US, yeah. And you look at the foreign market like China, like what was it? Like it was it's like 90 million, yeah, 90 million. Weekend. So, open bigger in China than it did domestically, wow. yeah. And then you look at this weekend, it did 51 52 million dollars, so that's only a drop off of 23%, that's which incredible. I think is the lowest drop off for a superhero film because yes. they're usually so front loaded. Right. You look yeah. at anything like winter soldier or civil war infinity war they're all like 40 to 60 percent drop-offs because they had this huge push at the start and then a massive drop-off this held pretty strong but this was a really weird weekend for hold-offs because bumblebee only dropped 3.5 percent yeah and mary poppins actually went up 20 percent that's crazy. that's crazy so this this was a big weekend for all three of those films but having this nice holdover is fantastic for Aquaman like 67 when you comparatively look at it to all other superhero films, we'll take the MCU. Yeah. That's the same as Cap and Thor. Yeah. But Aquaman's already made more globally than those two films in their total domestic and international run. Ant-Man and the Wasp made 75, but it's only made $622 million globally. So Aquaman's already surpassed that. So the delivery here already for this film is unreal. And looking at it comparatively to the DC Extended Universe, it's already surpassed Justice League's Worldwide Hall, Batman vs. Superman, Man of Steel, and also it's pushing up on Wonder Woman. Yeah. So this is pretty substantial for this character when you look at it comparatively. Like, even the drops for these other DCU films are in the order of 70 to 40%. Even Wonder Woman dropped off about 40%. And its second weekend. That's pretty it, was, good. it was a quite a bit bigger opening at uh, yeah. hundred and ten million. Yeah. But this hold off, this is telling me right here that it's gonna have legs. It's oh, not yeah. gonna run into anything until it gets the glass at the end of January. Right, yeah, right. For yeah. that that same audience. Yeah. And if all three of these movies, Bumblebee, Mary Poppins, and Aquaman, are all nicely coexisting, yeah. which we kind of said, I don't think they're going to, or at least I did. Yeah. It's interesting to see. So what are you guys' thoughts on this box office run? Troy, does this movie have a chance to get to a billion. What do we say it's at right now? Seven fifty.
1: Seven fifty, but that doesn't include like China's added some stuff and um, domestically. So it's probably as of this recording, it's probably at just over eight.
2: Yeah, it might just... I mean, I don't know. This is a big surprise for me. This and Venom is, you know... Oh, yeah. Knocks me off my feet, so I really can't go against it at this point. So, I mean, <laughs> let it do what it's got to do. This is this is nuts. <laughs> yeah. This is great for DC. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: We're, I mean, we're living in, like, an age where Aquaman and Venom could make a combined $2 billion at the box office. Wow. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> um, and, you know, you mentioned Mary Poppins' Bumblebee, but let's throw it Into the Spider-Verse. Like, yeah, that's true? a well, you know, well-critiqued... Um, is that the word? Yeah. Well, well, received. well received. We all loved it. Yeah. Comic book film, um, something different, animation, family film. Yeah. So they have four films and they're all kind of battling out and they're all kind of doing great. You know, like um, with Star Wars vacating this this time zone, you know, everyone just jumped in. And I don't know what Star Wars is going to do after episode nine, but if they're not going to continue putting out films in December, if I'm DC... I'm taking the December slot now. Yeah. Aquaman two maybe 2021. Yeah. Throw it in December. I mean, even if it goes up against a Star Wars film, Jumanji made, yeah. Jumanji yeah. Ma- Jumanji two made 940 million worldwide. Wow. Yeah. So you can compete like the December, the December legs. You know, Santa Claus has them sexy legs. Uh, Well, it's it's a sweet spot, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's even
0: sweeter than your late April, early May, which was originally the start of the summer box office. This December space holds some of the highest or actually the three highest grossing films of all time. Yeah. Sit in this space. And we shouldn't be as shocked that this is having those nice legs, those nice long, genetically modified legs. (laughs) But... I'm still I still find myself shocked. I'm impressed and I'm happy that Aquaman's getting this because it's already the seventh highest grossing film globally of the year. Oh. It just passed Deadpool 2. It's pushing up on Mission Impossible. It will likely pass Venom and to get to that billion dollar mark, it's it's going to sit itself probably at the fifth highest grossing global film of 2018 and looking at it domestically it's now sitting at the 12th but it's going to pass solo it's going to pass ant-man the wasp it's going to pass probably mission impossible fallout here domestically so it's going to be the top 10 highest grossing films domestically of 2018 which to me that's that's not a huge surprise to me it's the global haul yeah that's impressive like the domestic yeah sure it's always was probably going to make over 200 million dollars big comic book movie yeah
1: yeah for sure
0: but pushing up on a billion like, you go back two or three episodes, and I said, not a chance This yeah. thing's making a billion dollars. Even so much so that I made a bet. So I'm going to have to learn something <laughs> stupid to yeah. the next film. Well, and
2: it goes back to what we said. You know, it's really outlived that stink, that stench of uh, Justice League. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. coming off the heels of Justice League, you're thinking any movie that comes out in this universe is going to be sinking. Yeah. But they took their time, they waited. They, you know, it left that bad taste of our mouth is gone. Yeah. And people were ready for this. The marketing was great. Jason Momoa has been like, just embracing this role, he's been the oh, mascot yeah. of this whole thing. That yeah. you couldn't help but cheer for the guy. So you know, um what was it Kevin Tijerhara, yeah the the guy head of DC Warner yeah. Brothers? There, he really, you know, he he did some magic here because he stepped <laughs> in after that other guy. There was the other guy. No, I'm oh, no, sorry, Walter Hamada is Walter, the new new guy. The Walter guy. Hamada yeah. is the new Walter Hamada's the new guy. Kevin jihara is gone. Yeah, yeah. Walter Hamada is the guy that came in here, yeah. so he's really just you know led this whole uh, flagship here. Hats off to him, man. Well,
1: this film was originally supposed to come out in October, right? Remember, and then we, uh, I think, Star Wars vacated or yeah. something happened, and they pushed it back to December. And I was kind of like, man, like we got to wait another two months. Like I don't, I want to see it right away. Mm-hmm. But it was absolutely the right move. There's Definitely. no way this movie's making as much money as it is now if it was well, coming out in October. Then it came out in October. That's true, but then it would probably be butting heads. Yeah, and then him. what else was
2: there's there the Halloween movie. and There's another, there another movie in there.
0: There's no. another. Uh, there's another big horror film in there. So. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I mean, I mean, Mary Poppins Returns and Bumblebee and Into the Spider-Verse are good competition as well. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's hard to know. But I heard somewhere online saying that, you know, the time between about Christmas Eve and New Year's Day, every day is like a Saturday yeah. at the box office because people are off work, kids are off school. So, um, and the summertime, you know, it's a little bit different. Families are in town, you know, people want to go see movies. So, right. I mean, it's the perfect time for a family film like Aquaman. You know, if you had an R-rated film, like logan or something i don't think like that would do well no you definitely need like those like family films where you can bring grandma you can bring you know you can bring your mom you can bring if i take my mom (laughs) we'll see (laughs) she might enjoy it for other reasons (laughs) let's get to that sub scene (laughs) all right guys i
0: think it's about time we stamp this with a spoiler and get into a bit more in-depth talk on Aquaman. So if you haven't seen the film, guys, this is your chance, your opportunity to hit pause, and then come back after you've seen the film, because we're going to go into quite a bit more detail. We're going to start with a bit of the timeline stuff, and then we're going to get into talking about the director, and then actually go scene by scene, or more or less scene by scene, through this film. So this is your last and final warning. This is Aquaman, spoiler tag, landing now.
1: Aquaman dies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get into this in a bit more depth. Let's talk about the DC oh, Extended Universe. I like universe. what you did. Yeah, oh, you Okay, I get that. Pun semi intended, right? <laughs> let's talk about the timeline a little bit here before we dive into the... Depth. Oh, another one. All right. yeah, there oh, there, there go. you All right. go. Maybe, maybe I'm overusing it here. <laughs> you can so, never. Stacking up this against the other DC Extended Universe films. So the six to date. We've got Wonder Woman, which technically is first right yeah correct yeah. man of steel batman vs superman Su- squad, suicide squad justice league and then aquaman now if i'm not mistaken modern day day this takes place what a two weeks, isn't it? a, a week's th- a year yeah, i
1: think i think it's like a couple weeks yeah after. i think it's two weeks okay. after yeah
0: yeah so it's not too long after the events of justice league that we do get this but there's almost no reference to anything involved in the dc no. extended universe do you think that was a good idea to dislocate aquaman almost entirely from what they've done before like there's no because i was expecting a hey, man this you thought this was crazy i fought with a bat the other day that, that was <laughs> yeah. nuts that would have been cool that would have yeah. been cool i mean they
1: did drop the whole steppenwolf okay yeah okay i couldn't yeah. remember if that was in this or not because yeah. i was
0: watching justice league the other day too yeah. just yeah. bits and piece of it, the yeah. aquaman stuff oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's
1: the best part like you know we talk about seeding characters in films marvel and dc have done this perfectly you look at black panther and spider-man making their appearance in civil war yeah they spin off their own solo films boom two billion dollars for black panther 800 900 million for spider-man wonder woman from bvs now aquaman and justice league Mm -hmm. you're gonna see a lot more of this he was the best part in justice league for me and you know he's the best part in (laughs) this movie i mean it's the aquaman movie but uh i don't know I, i i'm i'm I wish there was a little bit more, but I understand why there wasn't the connectivity because the universe was kind of shaky. The future of where it's going to go. Justice League bomb lost quite a bit of money. Um, and you look at star Wars, like solo, they kind of canceled their films coming out of solo Whereas justice league and WB didn't have that luxury because Aquaman was already shooting yeah. before uh, mm-hmm. justice league even came out. So, you know, that sc- shooting schedule kind of saved the franchise, if you will, because, if Aquaman hadn't been shooting yet, there's no way they would have got into production to throw 200 million at a movie of a spinoff of a movie that failed, right. It, you know, failed at the, failed at the box office. So, you know, I understand it. Maybe there was more and they took it out. I don't know. But, um, I think this will kind of give them the confidence and we'll see more and more connectivity. Like you look at the MCU where like people just jump in and out like iron or like, uh, iron man will be in like Spider-Man or like cap will be in a Thor film for like a scene. Or they'll mention, they'll reference the events yeah. in New York. I think we'll see that going forward a lot more. But I think this was kind of their like pivot point where they're like, Okay, this movie fails, the DCEU. we probably shouldn't continue it, you know, but this one can kind of stand on its own. But now that it's like a huge success, I think they're like, Yeah, this this universe can work.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think it's genius here that they, they left out a lot of the Justice League stuff with, you know, we've been saying it for a while, like, why not like Go the Marvel Blueprint where you build up your B-listers, your C-listers, and have them, you know, do their own things and have the actual audience, you know, embrace these characters so one day you can put them all together with your big three, like Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, and then everyone's cheering for these guys. And I think they did that in this film. I think there's a lot of interest now in Aquaman. The light's been shined on this guy, much like an Iron Man in a sense, yeah. that now people are going to... They don't even care about Justice League. They're going to go out there and they're going to see Aquaman 2 or Aquaman 3, yeah. you know, yeah. providing that Aquaman 2 is good. And then you can give us, you know, maybe you can do a flash now. You can prove that these other characters can stand on their own two feet before you put them all together. So I think it worked. Whether they meant to do that or not, I don't <laughs> know. But um, I'm liking what they did here for sure in that sense.
1: Um, you know, you mentioned like kind of the Marvel blueprint. And I think part of the reason why Avengers worked is because you had all these different characters in all these different movies. Like a Cap film, Cap First Avenger was so much different than a Thor film. was so much different than Iron Man 1 and 2 and then Incredible Hulk. That, like, it was kind of, like, this, like, intriguing thing of, like, how, are, how is this going to work? Like, how are these characters going to interact? How are they going to talk to each other? How are they going to battle each other? You know, I get to see, like, their team-up combos and, you know, their fighting skills and stuff like that. And with, with Justice League, I think if it was a really good film, you know, it would have worked, but because it was kind of just, like, okay, and there wasn't that, like, build-up into it that I think that it hurt it. But I think, like, now with, okay, you got Wonder Woman and Aquaman, and, you know, if we get, like, a Flash movie you'll kind of get like those and like you have Batman v Superman. So you kind of have those like different um, films, you know, they, they feel very different from each other that if they do attempt a Justice League two, which I hope they do in the future. And I think right. they will, um, that I think it will be a lot more successful now that, cause they have two pillars, Wonder Woman and Aquaman that have made $2 billion at the box office.
0: Yeah. Well, the key to that is that people are now invested in Wonder Woman and Aquaman, mm-hmm. yeah, right, where you threw them into or they, they were thrown into Justice League. This isn't about throwing shade at Justice League or anything, but this is just relevance to the point is that we weren't invested with Aquaman, mm-hmm. like we were invested in Jason Momoa, yeah, not an Aquaman. We're not, we weren't invested in The Flash or Wonder Woman to any real extent because she didn't have much to do in Batman versus Superman, you know, all we knew in that film was Batman and Superman, yeah, and the last film they were in. Not a lot of us liked. So that was where the weight of Batman for Superman pulled down the Justice League and then you're trying to figure out who all these other guys are yeah with a, f- a bit of exposition. Now you change that and do Justice League two in three, four or five years down the road we're all invested in these characters now yeah that becomes an event style film Mm -hmm. so that goes a bit to that marvel blueprint that was laid out before it's like get people invested and excited about these characters and then jam them together so that that's where the event that's a comic book right for sure is so to me they've they've established what they need to do now the dc extended universe i don't want to say it as a cliche but to me with one woman aquaman it is now on a solid foundation. We said that going into this. Aquaman had to establish that not only for itself, but for the DC Extended Universe. And I think limited references helped it. It didn't bog it down with, oh, what about one woman? Or what about seating Batman or Superman or something like that? It didn't take any time for in the running time of the film to say, what about the Justice League? What about the world outside of Aquaman? Right. They just said, no, we're going to go straight for an Aquaman origin film and do it. And it's, orig- it's a kind of a proper origin film, yeah. too. Yeah. Because it really starts off with, here's the kid, here's how he gets powers, here's how he trains, and then so on and so forth, right? Yeah. So that, that, we haven't seen that really since, we and we saw it with Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. So they've gone back to the drawing board and said, we're not going to do, they did plant them in Justice League, so we know who they were. But to me, that's just a cast, right? We have Aquaman, we have kind of a, a rough framework of what this character is going to be. Right. But they went back to the beginning and said, nope origin story yeah. they didn't just jump in the same way they did with black panther and spider-man mm-hmm. yeah where they just kind of said ah we're gonna we'll kind of get there but you get the gist of it mm-hmm. yeah. this is let's reestablish all this get you invest in this character and then go from there so i think it was great how they set everything up and point forward shazam aquaman 2 inevitably wonder woman 2 Everything looks to be on, on solid footing. And a lot of that, I think, can go to the director, James Warren. Yeah. So he's not a guy that you would pluck out of a crowd and say, this should probably be the guy that directs Aquaman too. You look at his filmography. Everything from Insidious, The Conjuring. Uh, he did Saw. Yeah. Fast Fast 7. Fast yeah.
1: 7, the best one. The yeah. most successful one.
0: Yeah. So this guy, he he with Fast 7, he proved that he could do big, especially big international films. He had the ability to take a big budget, a a working cast, a large working cast, and make a film out of it. But his, I guess his expertise lies more in the horror end of things, which I didn't see a lot of here. You get a little bit when you're in the trench and all that. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, this was a spectacle, an event film. And I think this guy was the right guy. He was out of left field, which I like. Well, seemingly at a left field, probably <laughs> not so much. So, but he's done a lot of films. He, he, to me at least, he proved that he can play with the big boys now in this superhero arena. Do you guys agree? Was James Wan the right choice for this?
1: Well, yeah. Uh, like WB, they came to him because he's been doing some work with their new line cinema. So he did the whole Conjuring universe. It's mm-hmm. kind of his brainchild, and that's been super successful. You've got Conjuring, you've got the Nun, you've got the Annabelle films. Like that's been a super successful franchise for WB. So they came to James Wan, they're like, hey, we, we have two films that we need a director for Flash and Aquaman. Which one do you want to direct? And he's like, well, Flash has already had a TV show, two actually, one in the 90s and one right now. Aquaman's never been on screen before. I want to be the first guy to bring Aquaman to the screen. And I love that mentality. Like he kind of put a stamp on it. He, you know, the, he gave the most iconic portrayal of Aquaman. Like now, when you ask people on the street, who's Aquaman? They're going to point to a picture of Jason Momoa. They're not going to point to a picture of what Aquaman looks like in the comic <laughs> books anymore. Like this is the iconic Aquaman now because, well, I mean, it's huge. I mean, it's one of the biggest movies of all time, which is crazy. Um, And I think James Wan absolutely was the, uh, the right director for it. I mean, this film's killing it at the box office and it seems to have kind of bridged the gap. Like I think a lot of fans from like DC films before that, like all different walks of DC fans really are enjoying this film. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people, not just like DC fans, but like fans of the Marvel universe, fans, just fans in general, are just really enjoying this film. So yeah, I think he's absolutely the right choice. And I really want to see him back for the sequel. I know he kind of stopped, like he didn't do the Fast and the Furious 8, because he did 7, but he didn't do 8. Maybe, you know, I really want WB to open the bank and say, okay, James, here's a blank check. Come back for the sequel.
0: Well, the thing with 7 and going into 8 and all that, those, they're like a film a year. Yeah. So right, that's your commitment is back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, right? So yeah. you have no time to do anything else if you're doing Fast and Furious stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, he, he pulled a hat trick with Seven because Seven yeah. was, you know, with the events of Paul yeah. Walker so he right. had to do a lot of sort yeah. of kind of work with that so he must yeah. have been, you know, exhausted. But, yeah. you know, I'm going to be opposite here. I uh, I feel... Was he the right choice? Well, did he work? Yeah, for yeah. sure. I feel there's a handful of directors you could have pulled whether it was uh, James Gunn or uh, Vaughn, I think uh, Matthew Vaughn, yeah, yeah Matthew yeah. Vaughn, I think would have nailed this. I mean, the budget was two hundred million, right? That's a, that's a lot of money as is. You give that budget to a lot of these high end directors, I think they could have pulled some magic too. Not to take away from what he's done though, because visually, like I mentioned, it's it's blows my mind. Yeah. But on the side note, there's a lot of issues I had with some of his <laughs> directing choices in this film. Um, did he write this film too? No, no. no. Yeah, no. I think
1: he has a story credit. I think he kinda like guided the story, but he okay. didn't write it. Okay, so I won't
2: I won't go there. <laughs> but um I yeah, I, uh, I I do like what he did for sure. I don't know, I'm not i am not going to like, you know, mess all over it, but I do think there's a handful of other directors yeah. that could have really just nailed this out of the park. But I mean the movie's making bank, right? right so yeah.
0: yeah, and like when you look at the filmography, my biggest concern was that D C was trying to step away from dark things. Yeah, right right, and you look at this guy his whole filmography is pretty dark shit dark stuff right. but like, the yeah. fast though the but fast but stuff the fast is, is great but that's the anomaly fast yeah. and Aquaman yeah. are the anomalies in his filmography right. right like everything else here has death dead insidious con- <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It, it's pretty dark stuff for But sure. yeah. so for me for him to take something and deliver this vibrant Aquaman mm-hmm. I think I think to me he was successful in bringing Aquaman to the screen yeah, uh, yeah. doing it in big scale and doing it in a way that was enjoyable yeah Sure, I you give it to Gunn or someone like that. Maybe a lot of people are gonna like us reference referencing gun here, but <laughs> it's uh I think, yeah, sure, you can do something, it's it's always that big question mark, like what if Matthew Vaughn did this? For sure. or what if yeah. but to me, yeah, sure. He did two things right for me. He delivered it as well as he he kind of championed it, he shepherded it. Yeah. He took this and said, This is this is the film, like you're saying, like I want to do this. Him and Momoa were the biggest champions for this character, yeah. bringing this to screen. I think that's great. And I think that's what you need in a director. And for, for me, sure. he delivered that, definitely. For sure. Oh,
1: yeah. And, and you know, sometimes great directors can uh, deliver bombs. Like, I know with Green Lantern, the same guy who did Green Lantern also did uh, Casino Royale, which is, yeah. like, my favorite Bond film. Yeah. Which is crazy. And and that film just was a miss for me. So, you know, for him to make that switch, uh, yeah, going and looking at his IMDb, it's not always the best fit, but maybe sometimes that's what you need. You need to step out of your like your your day to day routine, yeah. do something different. Well,
2: the Russo brothers, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, yeah. that's
0: Marvel's like their whole slate of directors or yeah. all that, right? Yeah. You take yeah. like every director in there within the last since Winter Soldier. Yeah. It's been someone that's had a big question, like why did you cast? you know, the Russos to do this. They've directed Community. Yeah. Yeah. Now they've delivered like four of the best
2: MCU films ever. Or (laughs) even Christopher Nolan. Like, like, why would you pick this guy to do a superhero film and look what he did with that genre. Right.
1: (laughs) I mean, everyone always says like, why don't you just bring back Christopher Nolan for like the DC (laughs) as if it's that easy. Like, I'm sure he wants to do other stuff. He's already given us three great Batman films. So I you know, I would love him to come back, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I think
0: putting a different spin, and I, that is needed in the director. That's where it essentially comes from, right? You need someone to go out there and say, all right, I'm I'm, I'm doing my thing. I'm putting my own twist on this. It doesn't always work, yeah. but it simply works here because yeah. as we get into the film, this thing opens, like I said, like a true origin story. We get the parents of yes. Aquaman, and yeah. we get Tamora Morrison, Django Fett, yeah. the clones, he is Thomas <laughs> Curry. Now, they did attempt, I don't like to start something negative. they did attempt to do a bit of de-aging. To me, he looked like Wayne Newton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't look as good as it does in other films. But him and Nicole Kidman here, you know, they, they have this, this proper origin, he finds her, they fall in love in this lighthouse. I really, like the first 20, 30 minutes of this film, and this in particular, I really felt myself connecting to this. Like, I like Tamora Morrison and Nicole Kidman yeah. as, how do you say her name? Atlanta? Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, Atlanta. Badass.
2: Absolutely. That what? fight scene? Holy moly. Yeah. Like, oh, man. edge of
0: my seat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was dope. You know, I've never been a big Nicole Kidman fan. And this whoa, is whoa, their... whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, I've never been no, a big I'm not there. Fan. I'm not no, there. No, I've never been. One still...
1: of the greatest you know, actresses with of all DC time. her first DC film
2: first one, uh, Batman, Batman Forever. Batman, Batman Forever. Yeah, I wasn't feeling Chase it. Meridian. Yeah, she I've never had a thing for man in uh, latex. Never factor compelling at all. No, but me But this movie here, okay, I was I, like, I'm, I'm out. Woman. I'm out. Okay, you know, you
1: can make fun of DC, you can make fun of everything, but yeah. you 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 know, you step on Nicole Kidman like that. You right? really, eh? Yeah. Oh, one of the greatest actresses of all time.
2: Uh, nah, so. oh my goodness, she was good in this film. This is for me. This is like an awesome, awesome. All movie right, we'll, we'll like just we'll just concentrate on this. I mean, we're yeah.
1: gonna have Nicole Kidman retrospective career
2: episode later on, so we'll just focus on all promises from ZJ. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah no she she was great man you, you mentioned that fight scene yeah that was fantastic yeah. I really believed the relationship between her and Jago Fett yeah uh, was, was great the plastic man you know he what? looked really yeah. rubbery yeah he did very, very plastic yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
0: but to me like that's the thing I liked about it when I yeah. when you look at it on the surface like this shouldn't work right. he literally picked up a queen of the ocean yeah. and yeah. dragged her up to his lighthouse yeah. yeah and by the end of the whatever the first five minutes I'm like yeah I buy this yeah, relationship sure. yeah like, they are in love yeah, yeah. it was great because you right. needed that right because you can't have like all oh, this awkward, like Wayne Newton ish Tamara Morrison with Nicole Kidman, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. I, and I liked when we're introduced to this character because this is the first Atlantean we're really introduced to. Yeah, she doesn't have some weird kind of yeah. language, she's just she's just silent, you know, like, yeah. like little mermaid coming up on, this, on the oh, land. The yeah, first time. yeah, she had no dialogue really. Is the acting was all through the face, yeah. right? Yeah. And then Django, I'm gonna say Django, I'm never gonna say his real name. <laughs> leads her the way and, and introduces introduces her to um, you know the uh, the style of Earthlings. And I really love that relationship. And I and I catched it. And I like the fact that she almost had the whole uh, eat the dog thing. For some reason, that worked for me. Yeah. I don't know why, but if you go back to Venom hopping into a a, a the the crab. Oh yeah. The crab basket, like that, yeah. didn't work for me. And it's kind of similar humor, but I don't know. It worked for me with Nicole <laughs> Kidman. Maybe yeah. E-
1: eating the fish.
2: Eating the fish, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, That's good. And, and the music, we got that music, right? Yes. Yeah. Man, I loved it. Can you give it to me one more time? The uh, the artist or the the genre? Oh, we'll yeah. Play?
0: Sorry, that was uh. So there's a band here called yeah. Sigaros. It's right. uh, I think it's a Swedish band, right? And you get this underlying. It's very high pitched It's not in English and all that. Um, it's it's beautiful, oh, beautiful man. music. It's very cinematic music, yeah. and yeah. that's what the what underlies a lot of this stuff here with Django and and Nicole Kidman's yeah. character here. And to me, that again, the, that's where the score is really successful. I guess that's yeah.
2: maybe a bit more of a soundtrack. Yeah, but just beautiful music. Well, that set the tone. Cause here I am thinking like, oh man, we're for a treat. Like this act right now, we're just getting started. Yeah, this might be like up there with Infinity War at this point. Like I yeah. really love the opening man. Yeah. the music, the acting, the relationship, visuals look great. Everything's on point. We'll we'll keep it rolling. Yes. Yes. Well, that,
0: that battle to me puts me on the edge of my seat. Yes. yes, the way it's filmed, how dynamic it is. Yeah, it's all continuous filming or whatever oh, they've done because yeah. they, yeah. they're scooting the, this the
2: continuous shot yeah, kind of effect. Oh. And right? it's like in a in a circle too. Yeah, beautifully oh, that's done. Great. Oh, I'm Sweet.
0: thinking like holy shit! Yeah, like great. this is awesome. But, but
2: honestly, again, like that's very Matthew Vaughn. Like I know yeah, this is yeah. James Vaughn, yeah. but like I swear I've seen Matthew Vaughn do those kinds of shots. But anyways, yeah. kind of like fight scene.
1: Uh, the first. What's the one? Uh, Kick ass. Kingsman. Kingsman, Kingsman, yeah. Kingsman, yeah. I mean, the the continuous shot fight,
2: like, some
1: of the camera angles, like, we'll get to the Sicily fight later, but, like, the camera angles, and, you know, you go watch a film that's poorly done, like Catwoman, the cutscenes, there's more cuts in there. There's, like, more cuts than, like, I don't know. Shelf someone... pfeiffer's costume, <laughs> yeah. The original album. Good one, good one. <laughs> so you know, like it's like boom, 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 and you're like you get dizzy. This one, the continuous, uh, the fights in this were incredible.
0: Well, that goes back to the editing, right? Yeah. And the the cinema talking about editing here are to me really well yeah. done. Like yeah. not comparatively, I don't like going down this route. I'm sorry, guys, but Batman vs Superman is poorly edited. Yes, there's a lot of cutting, yeah. a lot of bashing around. The the. Yeah. The ultimate the cut cut's cut. better. It's the, ultimate better. Cut the ultimate cut. cut, is cut. Okay. Yes, I'll give you that. <laughs> the ultimate cut, you're you're banging all over the place. Yeah. This allows you to connect to characters and connect to scenes. Yeah. This isn't about, it doesn't go from this to Volco to Atlantis to here no. here. It allows you enough time. Like we only spend realistically with, with Nicole Kidman's Adelan here. You only spend like five minutes with her, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, but when she comes back later, yeah. you're like, yes, I'm yeah. connected to this character already. If she had to just went, if you never felt that connection to this character at the start, her return later on doesn't have the same impact. Right. For yeah. me, it this is where you get everything from. Because later on, I'm like, yes, she's back. I wasn't expecting that. This yeah. is great. And then even with Tumor Morrison. To me, that's the grounding character. His interaction with Arthur when they're sitting at the bar. I love it. And that grounding figure for Arthur, that Earth-bound figure, is great. And then Nicole Kidman gives him something to chase, something to, to be... The reason he doesn't like Atlantis right, is his mother. So right there, right in this first 10 minutes, you get this great chemistry and you understand Arthur's motivations right away. Why he has so much resentment for Atlantis and why he feels so attached to Earth because of his father. Fantastic stuff at the start here.
2: So can I pause you there for one second? You guys can help me out here. I think we discussed this before a little bit, but now that I'm on the podcast, we can (laughs) bring more light to it. You mentioned um, Arthur despised Atlantis because of his mother. Yes. Right. But then we go to Justice League. I was gonna ask when you guys pointed question. that out, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so the fact that we go back to Justice League, he hates his mother. He doesn't like his mother. Yeah. What do you think's going on there with that recon?
1: Um, you know, I think it's just maybe they made the film and then it just didn't fit. And they're like Justice League didn't really you know, it's kind of a throwaway line and like uh him, you know, embracing his mother and, you know, battling for his mother's love is kinda of like the genderlining theme of this film. So I think they're just kinda of like it's a throwaway line in justice league. Like maybe you could kind of get away from it. Cause he's like, um, you know, he's like, Oh, my mother like left me on the throne. And then, uh, Mira's like in justice league, Mira's like you dare speak a queen Atlanta that way. Like she raised me when my parents were all fighting in like some war. And then he's like, Oh, she just left me on the doorstep. So, so I don't know. Like, maybe it's just a retcon i think like i i don't i can't try to explain it if i think about it long enough maybe i could come up with like some convoluted answer that'll make sense in the headcanon way yeah but maybe i don't know it's It's just better
0: this way it is better this way the resentment is because they took his mother away yes yeah not because she left yeah exactly and I, i like that to me that that is a much more sympathetic way to feel for arthur curry that they, they'd stripped his mother away from him. And that goes into vocal here, right? Right. Into William Defoe and him coming to train and and leading him down this line before actually telling him. And so th- you can see that that resentment in the mother, in the younger Arthur Curry. Yeah. Right? That's, but it doesn't match up with two weeks later. Yeah. But yeah. he has that early resentment, like, let me see my mother. Yeah. And yeah. why did she leave? Why If she loved me, why did she leave? So I like that build in the early part. But again, it seems like, a retcon to make the character development of both of those much better and i think it works way better here than having a i hated landis because my mother left me to go back to it right right yeah there there had to be a bigger reason why he wasn't reconnecting with landis given his status you know they call him a half read through a lot of this right yeah and you know in some of the exposition over top of the start of all this when you're seeing Timur Morrison and Nicole Kidman's character come together, it's a, a, lo- a forbidden love. And you get this half-breed, which speaks a little bit to kind of social injustice these days. So there's an underlying tone of a lot of that in there, right? Mm, yeah. And they use the term half-breed quite a bit in here. Yeah as him being this and why he's not welcome why he's not heir to the throne proper like that's why it has to be ocean master or whatever yeah did you guys get a lot of that kind of underlying political theme here or our current environment like social environment theme here or is it subtle enough that it was like okay yeah i can buy into maybe what james one's trying to say a little bit here but it wasn't this huge overtone in the film
1: uh i didn't really like uh, pay attention too much to that or like notice it it was more just like a small thing about polluting the oceans and how we should yeah. stop being dicks to the ocean there's
0: so many six pack cans floating around yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of the only like political message I guess you could say from that but other than that like I didn't really pick up on the other stuff
2: yeah yeah see I picked up more too on the pollution and, and yeah. I actually kind of wish they uh, went into that just a little bit more and the only reason for it is just like so it got more motives of uh, Ocean Master, just a little bit more for him to really come after the surface dwellers, and yeah. I think it's a good message to send out there too, because it is pretty disgusting. What people. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. I like, on that, out I like there.
0: that one scene was the tidal wave scene. They just throw up all the garbage. Yeah, onto yeah. The... Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Here it is. Yeah,
1: the, the garbage and the warships, and yet yeah. no one like still questions if Atlantis exists. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, that seemed real weird and convenient that all of our warships are now on top of our cities. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's let's jump to modern day here. We get our re reinter of Arthur Curry Aquaman here and it's this Russian naval vessel these are some of the first scenes that we saw coming out of the the first shots the first look the sneak peek him on this this is straight into the first trailer we get a lot of that kind of early introduction of Aquaman through the trailers in this scene here great opening scene for me this, again, adds to that first 20 to 30 minutes where I'm of my seat, really enjoying what's going on here. What did you guys think of this opening scene, Aquaman here? And then we also get the introduction of Black Manta and his father in this kind of heist pirate scene here. Yeah, uh,
1: I loved it. I loved it. Um, very few things in this film I didn't love, but uh, this was one of the things I loved. Uh, Black Manta introduces him and also his father and I, I read somewhere that his the person who played his father voiced the character of Black Manta in the Justice League animated series. Cool. Yeah, so that's a nice little like Easter egg for fans out there. I was surprised um, that they went with uh, Aquaman, kind of like not saving. You're Black worried Mantis. about this coming out. I really? was. I was worried that there's gonna be backlash. I mean, look at Man of Steel. People were like, he killed Zod, even though he really had no choice. I was worried that people were gonna jump on the scene and say Aquaman's not a hero. He didn't save Black Manta's dad even though he's a bad guy. It wasn't up to him to decide if he should live or die. And I, you know, to me that's that's straight out of the comic books. Um that, you know, there's a battle going on. Black Manta's father dies and that's why Black Manta has this like huge hatred for Aquaman. And it's one of the best like rivalries that DC has going. You know, he, he is he is uh Black Manta is to Aquaman as Joker is to Batman. Yeah. Or Lex Luthor is to Superman. So um I, i'm glad they put it in because it, it is comic book canon and um, now it's like dceu canon but i was worried that there was gonna be a backlash um when you guys saw the scene like was there anything you guys were, were you guys concerned about that did you think it was gonna be oh no like here comes a dc <laughs> hero killing again like <laughs> <coughs>
2: um you know i wasn't worried about it just because um aquaman's not held to that level of responsibility that superman is especially when we've had movies like uh logan And Venom too, uh, like fresh off the heels that we're used to these heroes killing a little bit or the anti-hero, in Deadpool especially. And Aquaman is even more unknown probably than all those other heroes I just mentioned. Yeah. So I think it just went right over people's heads. I don't think they were really bothered. And you look at Momoa, he has that Conan badass look to him. (laughs) Yeah. That you just buy it. You just go with it. Well, and to me in
0: there too, you have, there's another drop line when he doesn't save them about, what was it? The ocean will decide your fate or something to that effect. Yeah. So to me it's like, it's more about like Atlantis and the ocean deciding yeah. and that being more of a you live a pirate's lifestyle, so exactly. yeah, we'll let the ocean decide your fate. The same way, like as a pirate, you live by the law of the sea type thing. Yeah. Right. So if the ocean takes your life, that's the ocean's choice. Yeah.
2: That's kinda how I read all of that. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but you know, honestly for me, this scene didn't really work that well for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't like a highlight, especially coming off of like the Nicole Kinman scene and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um there was some weird like Amazing Spider-Man two spots where like they had like this weird slowdown and I can't stand seeing like a choppy slowdown in movies. Oh, yeah. But they did do that I think twice here. Um, There's a lot of like those one-liners like permission to board. I know I have yeah. seen the trailer, but that was like not a selling point yeah. for me at all. Yeah. In the trailer, him like yeah. looking at the camera, like all that telegraph kind of stuff for me was just like ah, this is like <laughs> we've seen this before. It's it's pretty cliche. But I mean, all, in all it was action packed. It was cool. It looked good. It just some of the lines just didn't work for me.
1: Yeah, like, some of the humor for me didn't didn't land for me. This yeah. was one where I was just like, okay, like, I kind of got it. Because, like, Aquaman is kind of, like, he does kind of, he's more lighthearted in the comics, right? Like yeah. He's not like Batman, like, where he's just, like, just pounding on people, right? right. Like, he, he does, like, say stuff. Like, in the animated series, he used to be always, like, outrageous and stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know, he is more, like, jokey and stuff. So, that stuff didn't bother me. But some of the humor really didn't land for me yeah. well and that's with
0: momoa they i i feel like they held him back a little bit in some of these scenes where yeah. i feel like the delivery feels a bit more forced yeah than him just being like because so when he walks in if we skip we're not going to skip ahead here but one of the scenes where he walks into the thing in the sahara and he goes this is badass yeah, I feel like yeah. momoa will ad-lib that yeah yeah. Oh, like, yeah that feels like a lot some of the humor is just like eh, but yeah. for me in like overall in this scene It was a hard hitting scene. Like he's like whacking guys around here. He's having fun with it. And the introduction of Black Manta, I would have been cool if it stopped here. Exactly. Like this is a nice seed for later on. Yeah. This sets up the motivation of Black Manta really well. He blames Aquaman for the death of his father. Yeah, Yeah, sure. They're both pirates, but it seeds so much more. Leave this, let this boil and do it in Aquaman 2. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you don't need to re-see or have a reintroduction of Black Manta later on. I kind of get why they did it, but to me, this is like, okay, this would be a really cool nod to all the comic book guys exactly. out there yeah. and save this character for later on. Don't bash him off the edge of a mountain and have him just, like, flop. And then, yeah, sure, he comes back and we're going to see him <laughs> later on. But this would have been a greater, a better scene. Left for the comic book people and be like, who is that guy? And then he shows up later on and kicks some serious ass. Black yeah. Manta, and give him the right movie to act in. At that <laughs> point. Yeah, because yeah. that that's that's, that, and this is where it's funny because I am kind of sitting on 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 the fence on this one a little bit because like you said, Joe, there's two villains here. We get the first introduction to Black Manta, yeah. and he is connected to Orem, right? Yes. There's this bigger coup, as I'm calling it, plot line subplot line that I didn't love. Yeah. So Black Manta is used in here as a pawn for Orem trying to seed a bigger battle or at least gather enough support so he can become Ocean Master, right? Yeah. So I guess basically, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sanjay, from what I gathered here is that you have seven different tribes of Atlantis that separated at some point. And the idea is if you can get enough support, what is it, four, a majority support, yeah. you can declare yourself Ocean Master and you'll rule whatever, Atlantis or the, the seas or whatever. And so Orem's big idea here is to demonstrate there's a bigger surface threat, gather the tribes up and have and and state himself as ocean master and essentially command the biggest army on planet Earth and essentially run Earth through from the ocean, right? Yeah, like in the comics they changed it a bit. Like he's um the king like when they introduced him in the New Fifty
1: two, he's already the king of Atlantis. Uh, half brother of Aquaman. Firstborn too, right? Uh no he's he's the younger one. Oh he's the younger one. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah. Oh, sorry, the, younger, either,
2: the original he's the firstborn. Like oh before yeah 52 yeah. yeah yeah
1: so i think they like changed it up so now he's like the younger one and um i can't remember like he he just wants to invade um earth just to like kind of take it over that's kind of like the uh rise of atlantis or i can't remember what the title is throne, of, that atlantis? throne of atlantis yeah, yeah that was like the kind of the first like introduction of aquaman and like the justice league and like for me uh, but it's been a while since I've read it. But yeah, it, I think they kind of switched it up because he's already king and he doesn't need to go through all these like trials and tribulations to be ocean master. Mm-hmm. He's already ocean master. He kind of just like a king who's an evil king that uh, <laughs> Aquaman's like the reluctant, like I don't really want to go to Atlantis and deal yeah. with it.
0: Was that, that's my, my biggest struggle in this film. This is where I'm going to lay probably my heaviest criticism at it is that I didn't like Orem and I didn't like his plot. I didn't like that underlying, we're going to pause this for a little bit. We're going to pause Aquaman's story and we're going to swing over and do an Atlantis story for a bit. We're going to have him talking to this other uh, leader. We're going to have them going and killing this fish dude. You know, it seemed like it was too much pausing for that. Like, I would have liked it better if Orm was just a tyrant king of some sort and Mera had to go and say, you need to come help us. And then, again, seed something for later. This is where when I went in our spoiler free section criticizing that they shoved everything in I feel like they felt that they needed to do let's gather this let's make a motion master to me you could have left some of that too you didn't need to introduce all seven or whatever they did six or five of the tribes yeah they they this whole underlying idea of him going and doing this and having these secret meetings with uh called Drago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> Who I didn't even recognize by the way. Cuz his acting was really good. Yeah, it yeah, he he was, was really, really good. well yeah. done. Yeah. But to me that that's where I struggled the most with this. Did you guys feel did you like the Orum stuff? Did you like the actor playing Orum? Like how did you feel about that? Because that to me is even where the CGI fails too. Mm. Is when they have all the sharks and the seahorses and all this shit lined up. Right? Drums. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but that that's what like that's what I didn't like. You still got to have that big arena battle. Yeah. when they brought Aquaman down. But it's just this underlying subplot. To me, do away with it and put more of Momoa's story in there.
1: Um, I'm actually going to go the opposite. Um, I think it was the right thing to do. I mean, if you look at Man of Steel with Zod, he was kind of the best villain up until this point. I still yeah. think he is yeah. mm-hmm. in the DC Extended Universe. We got a lot of backstory of Zod. We got a lot of backstory of him. DC tried like the just the evil for sake of being evil with Steppenwolf with incubus with enchantress and those villains kind of fell flat to me yeah. this one is like a much more well-rounded villain i'd say he's probably the second best in the dc extended universe
0: yeah i'm not saying
1: I mean, it's not like a high bar at this point but
0: <laughs> i'm not saying have a blind evil villain like yeah. he has keeps some of the similar motivations with the surface world and all that it's just dial it back a little bit. Like save the Ocean Master thing for later on. Save the gathering of the tribes for later on. Not in this film, not later on in the film, but later on in the in the universe. Oh, but I get okay. why they did it. Like I yeah. understand the purpose of it. Yeah. But to me, you could have done Ocean Master in 2 or 3. Oh, Right? Like, build okay. up to that. Like, have him be this tyrant king and want to battle, but take his own army to battle. And that's yeah. why... Mo- you know what I mean? It just seemed like it was too much Look, for I, me.
1: I see what you're saying. Like, it would have been really cool if they did kind of like Lord of the Rings style, where they have him like, you know, gathering support through, like, two, three movies. And then, like, at the end of three it's like this huge yeah like, that's that's what like that would have been really cool but i don't think they would have had that luxury well
0: that's where it comes that's right? where this criticism that i'm laying at it is somewhat unfair because i understand why they crafted it this way yeah. and they
1: still might because the good thing is and i'm so thankful they didn't kill any of their villains yeah. yeah i mean i hate when they do that i mean i think he can come back and i think black manta can come back too so you know we can still get that maybe he'll like go underground and like get this like rebel support and then in three they have to like quash it or something. I don't know. Cause like Aquaman has like really two big villains and they're both in this film. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but they're both in this film, they're yeah. kind
2: of tied up a little
0: bit in this film. Yeah. Like they're they're clearly there for go forward,
2: but yeah. I don't know. Troy, what do yeah. you think of Orum? You know, I I really, really liked him. Is it Patrick Wilson? Yes, yeah. yeah. I you know, I've always seen this guy around and I've never really seen any of his films, but in this movie He's in
1: Watchmen. Right, that's yeah. it. He's watching it. Oh, yeah, sorry, Grabs. Yeah, and no. he's in uh, Batman v Superman.
2: <laughs> Who is he in Batman v Superman? He's the president.
1: He's the voice of the president. So oh, a little Easter voice. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. No. It's um, like,
2: what? <laughs> Ocean Master for me, I really liked. I'm with yeah. you. He's number two in the DC route for me for when it comes to villains. And I feel uh, for your point, Tim. I feel I blame more of the writing, the story group. For, for that situation as opposed to like even the actor. And I'm not saying you're necessarily blaming the actor. But um I just felt like we needed more time with the villain. Not even just DC but even in Marvel films. This is a new yeah. trend now where we need more time mm-hmm. with the villains to build them up. And I feel like they did that in this movie. But the whole like motivation was a little wonky for me. I'm a really, really big fan of the uh, gladiator scene. Like yeah. that worked for me. But there's a lot of moments with uh, Ocean Master where the CG looks funny and it's not even his actual helmet from the comic which actually looked good yeah. it's like the crown that he was wearing Oh, that yeah. looked really weird to me in some spots but him uh, Patrick Wilson yeah he he was really cool I like the dynamic between him and Momoa um, I like that he didn't necessarily want to kill him he gave him like a warning he gave him yeah. a couple of tries like yeah. get out of here yeah. I know what I'm doing you have no idea what you're doing right. that was cool Uh, the relationship between him and Mira didn't necessarily work for me but again that's not on the actors that's just on like the writing but uh, all in all, yeah, I was on board with uh with Patrick Wilson, man. It was it was kind of Zodish, yeah. except I liked Zod's motives far more. Yeah. And I think he had more to chew, more material to chew yeah. on. Oh yeah. Um yeah. putting a guy in an ocean master costume, like especially comic accurate, like oh, yeah. could have gone so bad and it actually looked really, really <laughs> good in this I, movie.
1: I love it, yeah. The purple and like the, the mask was like expressive. Yeah. Like, you could see it move with his like expressions, and that's something that's like really cool. It's kinda of like Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah, where he has like the expressive amount. I like that, you know. Keep going with that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I like that they save this guy for him to come back. Yeah. Whether they go the whole Loki route and he teams up with Aquaman, or he's I like, like that. worse than ever. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm down with either way, honestly, for me. I
1: but. would love to see him pop up in either like Suicide Squad two, maybe just like throw him in there and he's just like, I'm with these peons, like I'm the leader and have like kind of that dynamic. Yeah. Or pop up if Justice League two with the Legion of Doom. Yes, being I like, that, like really. you know. Come join us, your brother, check yeah. the throne, but you can get it back. We're gonna take over the world, yeah. and I think he would be a great uh, addition to that.
0: Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I didn't like Patrick Wilson. Yeah, you didn't like him though. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. probably my like. That's the part that I I don't like the actor. I didn't find he had any chemistry with Amber Heard. I didn't yeah, think yeah. his dynamic. Maybe he was trying to play, and maybe this is the point of it. And I just didn't see it as well. <laughs> is that he's trying to play such a stark contrast to Jason Momoa's character. Right. Him being like the half-breed and him being like this purebred, blonde-haired, like king, right? So, like, in that sense, yeah, I can see that a bit more, but I just, there's something about Patrick Wilson's delivery and all that it just seemed very stiff. To really. Me. Yeah. Okay. I just I, I did, did that. Yeah. I just couldn't buy it. I agree that like in the DC extended universe, he is probably the second best. <laughs> but like you said, it's not a high standard. Like Zod, I agree, is is up top. Like yeah. he is like in comic book film one of the better villains. I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. 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 But Orm, yeah, that, that's where I struggled the most with this film. Is that, yeah. that, that's why I said at the top, like I wanted more Momoa and I wanted less of this subplot. Right, and I said that at the the table when we we're talking with Carlson, that, and you guys are all like, "Yeah, we all like." So I feel like I may be in the minority with that criticism I'm laying at or at Patrick Wilson and that whole subplot. Right, but that's okay. Yeah, we yeah. need
1: more octopus playing drums. Yes, <laughs>
0: yes. No, no more dude. ants playing the
2: drums. And more well,
1: that's actually uh, Easter egg because in the comics, Aquaman teaches his pet octopus how to play the drums really yeah yeah back in like of course That's like hilarious. the golden age the awkward
2: band <laughs> <To>, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> to me i kind of just laughed it's like a three second clip it kind of worked with like the whole like gladiator thing and it they had the like jellyfish short. yeah
0: you know it was it, it was, it was one quick like ah, this is real goofy aquaman's kind of goofy sometimes, right? so yeah like, <laughs> I, I was okay with that let's let's talk about mara here we we kind of said at the top that you know amber heard was really great oh, in this role man. she had great chemistry here her character comes into the fray. Well, that was a good squeaking. <laughs> her character comes into the fray because her father pledges allegiance to Orum, and she is betrothed to Orum, I believe. Here, like yeah. she is set to marry him yeah. to join these two kingdoms. My guess would be, and she's the one that actually kind of goes off and starts talking to Jason Momoa's Aquaman. She's the one that brings him into the fray. Say, you need to come back. There's this huge plan. To attack the surface world—that's again coming back to this great motivation established early on with Tamar Morrison's character and his Momoa's connection to the bigger Earth to, or the the surface-dwelling people. So I liked all of that. Mara, a little bit more detail, guys. Troy, I throw it to you first. Yeah, what
2: are you thinking about Mara here, Amber Heard? I had no idea she's going to be this much of a force to be reckoned with on the big screen. Like she commanded the presence of the audience to just yeah keep the eyes on her. Like she was great. I don't know anything of her filmography by any means. I don't know anything that she's been in, but I thought she was awesome. Like I've seen the trailers, I've seen the uh, comic con clip and I was like, yeah, cool. Whatever. Yeah. When she was there toe to toe with Momoa, like, like I said, I felt like she outdid Momoa in a lot of ways. I don't know if she had the better dialogue or what. Cause for me, J- Jason, <laughs> Jameson. <laughs> Jason Momoa. Um, I felt like he had better lines and he, he was just an overall better actor in the other films. Like, in uh, Justice League that, that, that comedy scene that he had when he was tied oh with the, uh, so on the rope good. She is, is, is hilarious, hilarious. and yeah. is believable and in this movie I, it's a little different but anyways back to Amber Heard she was, she was fantastic all in all We're, again wearing like that costume she made it work the red hair the yeah. wig like I could totally look past it. it didn't bother me by any means unlike Loki's wig in Ragnarok like oh, yeah. that bothered yeah. me yeah. but this looked really good in this film like all around she was great I loved just seeing her and Momoa go back and forth at it yeah. it's awesome
1: yeah, no, I agree. Like the comic suit is comic accurate. Yeah. like that's the one thing. James Wan was not afraid to put comic accurate suits he was in the film. You're right. And you know, hats off to him. You know that all it is the a comic book movie film. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, he he fixed the comic suit of Aquaman. Like he gave us a proper yeah Aquaman. Costume. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. He definitely changed. Like Aquaman's yeah. been in. Three films and he's had three different costumes. <laughs> it's, it's, More than Batman. It's yeah, yeah, he's like a Barbie accessory doll. <laughs> you
0: got to make it toyetic, man. Got to sell them toys. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, Mira was great, though. I mean, she has to be in Justice League Two. She has to join the Justice League. She's joined it in recent time. She's had her own comic. She's kind of getting a little bit of a push here. She's kind of stepping out of the shadows of Aquaman and becoming her own well-developed character, and it's good to see. I want to see more Mira. Like, as I said, she's got to be a Justice League and she's got to be a member of the Justice League. She can't just show up and say two lines of dialogue and then she's out of here. Yeah. You know, she has, like, she's so badass. Like, she controls water. Um, there's a scene in Justice League that they cut, which is, boggles my mind, where she's fighting Steppenwolf and she takes all the water out of Ste- Steppenwolf's body and, like, it makes him weak. Like, oh, that's so cool. They should have kept it in. Of course, they cut it. Um, well, that's why
2: I want to know because I don't know much about Mira, but... Is she the only Atlantean that can control water? Like that's. I think just so. Yeah,
1: thing. she's got like water kinesis. So any kind of water, like the wine scene where she's like yeah. making them bullets, like that was cool. That's cool. She has like the scene where she saves uh, Aquaman and his dad, where she like makes that giant like bubble of the yeah. tidal wave. That was that really was cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I love that. Um, and there's so much cool stuff you can play with it. The special effects look cool. Yeah, I agree. Like, she's got to join Wonder Woman in this Justice League and not just make it like an all boys plus one club. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we need to get like her in it and Wonder Woman. And-
2: Supergirl.
0: She's out there.
1: Right? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like,
0: yeah. For me, Mara, she she was great. You know, she, there was a point there where I was worried, okay, is she going to be able to stand toe to toe with Jason Momoa? Yeah. Like, can yeah. she banter with this guy who's a very overpowering presence, very yes. charismatic presence on screen? And she does. She puts him right back in his seat and says, no, like, we're going to, like, some of the discussion in the Sahara was really great. Sicily stuff was good, except for the kind of really over, the heavy love stuff. But, yeah, (laughs) overall, her presence on screen was great, really welcomed, and a big surprise for me. One of probably the standouts of the film. Yeah.
1: Oh, her facial expressions. Just like a momo would say something stupid. And like she'd look at him like you're an idiot. Like <laughs> I love that. That was great.
0: Well, I think one of her lines in there is uh you're you're better at something when you're not thinking. you yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's great. Like she really puts him in his place, which I, I really love. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's just talk about Arthur Curry himself, Aquaman. Yeah. Jason Momoa. You know, this is the the title character. We've seen him a couple times. He's made his first I guess cameo appearance in Batman vs Superman, his first big presence on screen presence in the Justice League. Now we're here in his own film. Jason Momoa was the guy, we've been saying this for months, for years. He's been waving this flag. He's a very charismatic presence. He is a wild ass man on stage <laughs> yeah. and in this film. I love him in this role. He fits it to a T. Like we said, the only criticism I'll lay, I wish that he was on the screen a bit more and I wish they'd given him a bit better when it comes, bit better lines when it comes to the, the comedic aspect of it. He's the guy that needs to be laying down these kind of goofy but works lines like he needs to be that quippy guy, you know, having, he's not even playing the fish out of water, but just pointing out things almost the, the audience perspective, of this is crazy ass shit. Why <laughs> is there an octopus playing drums down? Yeah. here? Like yeah. stuff like that. that yeah. That's the stuff I want from Jason. Mow. Didn't get enough of that, yeah. but overall that's a slight criticism overall. Fantastic. What'd you guys think?
2: Um, again, I think actually, I mean, is this, is this a, a fully featured film of him, so this is his no. first big starring role, which was which was cool. So I guess it's hard for me to compare it to the other two roles because they're so minimal compared to this. That being said, though, um, it wasn't my favorite performance of uh, of Aquaman of Jason Momoa. I like you look at guys like Robert Downey Jr., you could say, well, he's just playing himself when he plays Tony Stark. And there's some truth behind that. And it kind of works, but they give him better dialogue to chew on. Yes. Yes. In this too, you could say the same thing. Well, he's he's the wild guy, which is true. Not many actors can do what he does, but at the same time, give us that dialogue that he can really chew because he can do it. You know, so again, my faults come to more of the writing, the screenwriters, than actual Mamore's performance because he's getting some really not cringeworthy, you know, dialogue, but just some stuff that like takes me out of the film.
0: You want you want to see him a bit more of like and not to lay this comparison because it's a very obvious comparison, yeah. but you want to see like a Ragnarok Hemsworth. Thank you, yeah, for Momoa. a little bit you know, at least. to me, like, I like, don't mean, know, like man. That's, that's what I like. I think it's it's hard because those are like your easiest comparisons yeah. across yeah, the world. For
1: yeah, for sure, for sure. And a lot of people have been making a little
0: bit more of that. I think yeah. for me, like in the writing, the writing just needs to be
2: more clever. Yeah,
1: I don't know, like to me, Ragnarok. I know, like, a lot of people love it, but to me, it's just too much comedic. But
2: but, but even if you go, even uh, Infinity War, like, just seeing yeah. that dialogue between Chris Hemsworth and Rocket, like, yeah. oh, that I was shouldn't great, believe Andrew. at all. But yeah. I, I love that scene. Like, oh, yeah. I wanted some more of that from Momoa, because is capable of doing it. Yeah. It's just, I wasn't getting that in this film. So, that's my only quip. I really hope that we do get better writing for this character going down, because like, this is his world. Like, he owns this. Right now, it's him and Gal Gadot that are saving this universe. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I, I mean, you bring up a good point, but, like... You look at the MCU. You look at the characters in their first appearances compared to Infinity oh, yeah. War. Yeah, I mean, they, it's kind of like when you sit on a couch when you first get it, and it's like kind of stiff. But like they've kind of got that like ass groove on the couch now, where they got like a nice, well worn, like it's comfortable now. <laughs> and you know, Momoa's kind of just like getting into that. So like the more times he plays Aquaman, you know, just the more natural it feels. Like it's kind of like a weird. It's territory. not Momoa though. It's the That's the thing. It's yeah. not Momoa because, like yeah. I said,
2: like this is his third time being that role playing that role so it's yeah. not Momoa it's just the writers but again like Chris Hemsworth had like three different directors well, and he, four yeah, or five different but directors but you look at the
0: early iterations of Thor like the yeah. Brana and all that like yeah. he's trying to be this Shakespearean this Arthurian exactly. character yeah
2: didn't work yeah they eventually yeah. found it so it yeah. took yeah. him like four
0: films well yeah. even
1: like yeah. Aquaman the beginning of Justice League he's like this gruff outsider who like doesn't really want to like help Batman yeah, yeah. And, and then like in beginning of Aquaman he's like this completely different person yeah. so they kind of like on the fly switched it up yeah but he
2: changes throughout Justice League because Justice League at the end of Justice League he's more like this Aquaman yeah for yeah. sure
1: and I think even in this one he changes like at the end he when he gets on the suit he is like the uh-huh. Aquaman from the comics yeah, yeah you know yeah, he kind of t- he takes a while to get there Yeah, but I think I think he earns like that suit and that trident in that moment
2: but for you because i know you're more of like a serious guy not because you like dc <laughs> but you you don't want all the fat of like the humor the, well, the I, ryan johnson stuff you <laughs> want something more like like um, a man of steel right so well, how would you feel about momoa in this one?
1: um like to be honest like I, I don't like hate humor or like i'm against humor um but I, it's just got to be in the right spots yeah um, a film like wonder woman to me that's why i love it so much is because the humor was in the right spots yeah they didn't like he, she wasn't like battling like um crisp like uh steve trevor didn't just die and then she like drops a one-liner right um aquaman to me was close to wonder woman but still i think sometimes the humor was like not even like just uh momoa but like the humor around it to me sometimes was out of place yeah. like he's in the bar and these biker guys are like hey are you yeah, that, that fish boy weird. And oh, then like he pulls he pulls out a pink cell phone with like sparkles on it yeah. like okay this biker guy wouldn't be carrying that cell phone like they could have set, up, set so that up that up so much better like <laughs> they could have like made it like something different or like the uh, Sicily scene with Merc and he's uh chasing and then he like loses his helmet and then he needs oh, to like put toilet. his and he puts ah. his head in the oh. toilet I was like, what are you doing? Like, this is like a general in like the Atlantis army and like you're degrading him to that degree. Yeah. Yeah, Like, like humor like that. I think those were like the two big standouts. The pitbull music scene. Like the. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about that. that? I actually thought that one was just okay. Like I didn't like absolutely hate it. The one I didn't like was the Black Mantle. Oh, cut that completely out what what was that like that music was like some random rock what was song this
0: horrible. yeah brutal that's that that, And that's again where mantis should have been kind of knocked out of this thing, yeah right? that, like i felt and, so
2: bad for that guy and then they threw in that little humor joke of his at the end yeah i need a bigger helmet yeah and oh the laser yeah it went off and the yeah. music was so bad
0: where was the pitbull's music
1: when he comes out of the water when they're like going to the sahara oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah
0: yeah that was tough
1: (laughs) the one i really liked was um when they're in sicily and they play that roy orbison song like mystery woman and they're just like kind of like doing like the
0: tour. I, I love
1: that well, song. That's a good
0: song. Let's talk about Sicily a little bit okay. here. We're going to skip right, ahead. We're going to go
1: to Sicily, right? So prepare for this. So Tim's yeah. going to fly all of us out to Sicily and we're going to continue this podcast. It's a beautiful place, <laughs> let me say.
0: Actually, I'm going to put a pin on that for a second because we got a couple things I want to discuss before we get to Sicily. Cool. If we're going a little bit more chronologically here, but I want to talk about Sicily. All right. Cool. I got right. I got okay. I got a little something. All right. <laughs> no, My... but let's, let's talk about some of the first uh, Aquaman fight scenes here. I mean, we talked about the the Russian naval yeah. submarine one here. We get kind of too back-to-back ones here we've got where Mara brings Aquaman down to talk to Volco in that ship that bubble ship and that's another scene that we saw from some of the sneak preview stuff is how they did that with the lighting and all that yeah. yeah it was nice to have a bubble they kind of avoided some of that weird talk and all that but we get a big fight scene here with Aquaman fighting this elite death trooper squad or whatever yeah, yeah. really great stuff here I really liked what they did as far as the visuals in here and Seeing him kind of go toe-to-toe with these guys and eventually get knocked out. It was, it was pretty good because that leads us into the arena fight scene. Yeah. yeah. Big CGI scene here. Yeah. So what did you guys think of these two back-to-back fight scenes that we get here? One that's a bit more personal with uh, Jason Momoa doing a bit more of the, the physical acting in the sense that we're not doing it in water and then yeah. we move to our first big underwater fight scene with the CGI hair with yeah. the the talking. Like, What did you guys think about these two fight scenes and how they contrasted each other? I
2: okay so the first one the personal one you would say between the uh the elite squad or whatever those those horrible looking things because like (laughs) again i like the cgi It's for me my my problem is the design choice of these things it looks like if you watch the old 60s spider-man cartoon and j joe jameson has like the spider slayer and they look really ridiculous (laughs) that's what this thing looks like i I couldn't stand seeing these things come up on the screen but um actual fight choreography and everything like that was was awesome great that that was great work for me there
1: yeah, um, the first one, I I just didn't dig le- what he was wearing. It just didn't feel like Aquaman to me. Like, he's got, like, the leather, like, pants on and, like, the vest and stuff. I like that. Yeah, very yeah, Jason the Momoa. biker Yeah, that. No, I, I don't it. like it. I no. don't know, man. It
0: was Jason Momoa's clothes for the day. day. But yeah. it wasn't, like, Aquaman. You like Sons of Anarchy, though. That's a <laughs> yeah. <that's> show. <laughs> yeah, but, like, Momoa just walked on and said, they said, here's your costume. He's like, yeah, I'm not changing to that. Yeah. I'm going to wear this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, all right.
1: I mean, were you going to argue we're with gonna him? I'm going to argue uh the gladiator scene i thought is uh, his outfit was kind of like funny kind of goofy with like the different like uh armors i thought ocean master looked pretty sick in his get up i love like the arena and everything around oh. it and like they threw up like the stats and yeah. stuff that was kind of cool and the fight of stuff was really cool and it wasn't like aquaman getting his ass kicked like he kind of held his own a little bit but yeah. he was a little bit overmatched but it wasn't like insane like mm-hmm. to an insane degree
0: i like that they established that early on with vocal too like did he yeah. train? It wasn't like Aquaman coming yeah. in without yeah. ever training underwater yes. or without yeah. trident and all that. Yeah, they gave you a little bit of context for there because like if you had walked in and went toe to toe with orem yeah. you'd kind of been like, okay, yeah. like how yeah. does he know how to do? How You're does done. he know how to fight underwater like this? Yeah, yeah. they gave us context, which I like.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was so quiet. Cool. I like you know played into Momoa's character too, where Mera's like, you can't do this, don't do it. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm doing this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> be done. But it doesn't work that way. Um, the visuals again are great. Like just seeing. Um, Ocean Master just like turn his back and like swim. Like the swimming, yeah. even though it seems like easy, like it's really well done. Like that's so cool how they do that kind of stuff. And uh I like the chanting, I like the whole gladiator effect of the crowd going yeah. nuts yeah. and oh. the scoreboard I could maybe do without. But um I thought it was a really cool scene, a little reminiscent of Black Panther's kind of like ritual scene when oh, they fight yeah. for the, the mantle of Black Panther. A yeah. little bit of that, but on a bigger scale, really. Yeah. yeah.
1: um this movie, what's it called? When you make like a, it's called a gif, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like this movie is so gifable. Like they're going to be like throwing these (laughs) stuff out. Yeah. Gifable. Hashtag gifable. Um, (laughs) gifable. Yeah. (laughs) Like when the crowd like looks at each other and they cheer. Yeah. Like people like threads. That's going to be on every like message board in like five years. Yeah. Right. Right. Someone like makes a good comeback and they'll be like, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was an entertaining scene. It kind yeah. of got you back into the into the moment there yeah. with, and it was being our first like big underwater stuff. We had scenes before the hair and the talking. To yeah. me they toned down that weird like overlay of talking like almost like this like echoey gurgly type yeah. talk. Yeah. They got rid of it as the film went on and I was happy about that. Yeah. yeah. Cuz that that to me sounded a bit funny. Like the echo like they've definitely put something over top of the voices yeah and that was a bit much for me but in this scene like i don't have any issues with the cj yeah. here it yeah. looks great really dynamic fight a ton of fun one scene that i want to talk about now that we've gotten through these two big early fight scenes is when we're referring to the score yes and this is when aquaman was first brought to atlantis or wherever they go the, the capital city yeah. with mira and Mera, not Mira. <laughs> and they're in the thing, in the ship or whatever. And Momoa's like wide-eyed, like this looks yeah. incredible. This is my favorite CGI stuff. So good. Is the yeah. framing shots of Atlantis. Right. And then walking in there with the scene, the Tron, I yes. think you said coming out. Yeah, the out? Tron music. Yeah. Right? Oh, cool. And it's in one of the trails. I just watched one of the extended trailers before yeah. you guys got here. It's in there. Yeah. It is so good. It's got like that kind of synthesized eighties Daphne. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So exactly. yeah. It is yeah. that is the best part of the oh, score. Love it. And it frames really nicely with these big setting scenes of, of Atlantis. And it gives you that like when like Arthur Curry's going in there, he's like wide eyed, like, whoa. Yeah. Like yeah. this is
2: like this is the way we're feeling. That's the audience. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's like they're just showing off at this point And I yeah. like keep doing it because this looks great. I, I think you're right. That's the guy at its peak yeah. for its visuals. It's, oh, it's fantastic. It's oh, yeah, because it's it's subtle, right? It's yeah. like
0: very simple framing. Not simple in the sense CGI is simple, but it's yeah. just like here's a visual. You don't have like shit flying all yeah. over us,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. And it feels huge. Like yeah. oh, underwater yeah. feels massive. Like it should,
0: you know? Yeah. Oh,
1: see it in IMAX. Like we all saw it in IMAX yeah. and it was definitely worth Beautiful. it.
2: Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: So at the end of this, this fight, Mara comes and saves... Aquaman from Orm, who's wants to kill Aquaman at yeah, this point. At this point, yeah. So they take off into what i am calling or dubbing Raiders of the Lost Trident. <laughs> and this is where we pick up the whole you must find the trident. We get this from Vocal and Exposition earlier on. You must find it. So they end up in the Sahara. And this again is where you get a lot of really great chemistry with mara and Aquaman. I right. love what they're doing here. This is cool. We get all that big exposition. We've talked about this in the past about how you need to find the trident. My favorite line in this whole thing, and we said this when we reviewed the trailer, was when she smashes the thing on the ground. She says, well, we should have written it. Or he says, you should have written it down. And he says, blah, 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 something about the Trident. Again, audience perspective. All you need to know is Trident. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Really great scene. But this leads us into the Battle of Sicily. That's right. And before we get into this really great favela-looking Battle of Sicily is... A little brief moment here where we pause the film and we develop a love interest between the two <laughs> of them. beautiful. They eat the rose, all oh, that, yeah. that stuff. Oh, yeah. Cute. I, to me, again, my <laughs> biggest criticism laying at this film is yeah. save things for later. Yeah. I don't love this part of the Sicily thing. Yeah. I wasn't into, the chemistry to me feels great, but wait a little bit to make it love interest. I know where this goes eventually. Yeah. To me, go straight into the the fight scene in Sicily. You didn't need to take this brief pause and have the overlay of the music and like yeah. like all this going on the kids and all that. You're humanizing them a bit. You're giving some time to develop. I get it from a filmmaking perspective. Didn't love it. Yeah.
1: See, to me, my uh, rebuttal is like um, this film has so much going for it. Like there's so many action scenes. You know, that you just had like a gladiator battle and now you took a submarine, and now you're in Sicily. It's like a globetrotting film. And I kind of like that they took a second to, like, breathe. It reminded me a lot of the Wonder Woman film, where after they just uh, save the city in Belgium, I think it's Veld, and then, like, uh, Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor are just mm-hmm. dancing in the snow. Just, like, that brief, like, intimate moment. After it... no man's land? Y- yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah but to me, that, that lends itself a bit more because I feel there's more... I don't. Know, I don't know if it's a sense of urgency with Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman because you know what eventually <laughs> happens. Yeah. And this, I'm like, yeah, this could be strung out a little more. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, we don't know at the end of the film what their relationship is if they're if they're going steady. pulls you know? are pretty tight. And says, <laughs> "Come here, my queen." Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say that,
0: but that's the impression I got. Get over here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I mean, they're, they're still in like. Uh, you know they'll still develop this in the sequel, and oh, of course, yeah. hopefully, the third one is there's a wedding involved, an Atlantean wedding, because that'd be really cool imagery, or maybe even the end of the second one. Um, but they'll definitely develop this more. I just like that, you know, it was just like a brief pause, and I liked the music, I thought the music choice was on point. It was like the best of the three <laughs> songs that they had.
0: <laughs> the two were also terrible, cool. <laughs> yeah, but. What you, do you think? Did yeah, you, did you, you know, what? Um,
2: I, I, I'm kind of with both of you guys here. I feel yeah. like we really could have done well th- throughout the whole film without any romance. Yeah. Honestly, some of the best superhero films have been Agreed. done that yeah. way. But at the same time, uh, when they decide to throw this whole little love scene in here, I think it's just executed poorly. I mean, if you had to do it right there at that time throughout like half the film, so be it. But like the music, I wasn't buying. Really?
1: I thought it was a cute song. Nah, like, I, like I, I listened to the all. song like on YouTube oh, when I'm at work. I'm like, really? this, it's a nice song. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, then again, I listen to Thanos' snapping music, so porch. So who am I? Hopefully, you <laughs> don't snap along with the beat. Yeah. But um, yeah, the music didn't work for me. The, the whole little Pinocchio thing—they threw in that Pinocchio movie. Where'd you yeah. get it from? I thought it was a book. No, it's the movie. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I was like, why are you
1: throwing Disney business? I know. I know. Like, why are you doing that? You should show something that's WB, like Looney Tunes or something. Like it worked for Bugs Bunny, and then like showed <laughs> the
2: Bugs and Bunny and they'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, I, I just I just wish it was just handled better. You know, you mentioned that Steve Trevor and Galgadot That oh, was so good. that was really well done. Yeah. um I wish we got something a little more similar, like a little like quieter on the score like this music it just there's the music here sometimes is so out of left field, but they throw at you. it's yeah. it, again, it's like Black Manta and Ocean Master. It's like two different films going on here. Same with the, the music. So.
0: I feel like they just kind of ran their finger along. What does WB have access to? Oh, this one. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna Play something on there. Spotify. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> Play romantic love songs. Yeah. Well, that's the first one. It's in there. Now... I, uh, th- this next scene is probably one of my favorite fight sequences in the whole film. We get Black Manta coming back, declaring, I think, at this point that his name is Black Manta. Yes. Yeah, he's taken whatever technology Orms give him, uh, which is the Atlantean subsuits or whatever, and all yep. that. Modify. We had that weird scene with him doing all the modification. <laughs> Just skip that. <laughs> but we get into this really great chase sequence I referred to like a few seconds ago a favela type thing like you know in one of the fast films where they're going through all the favelas in Brazil you're running through everything down a giant hill it feels a lot like that the camera angles cinematography the editing all really well done here this, with the exception of the toilet part, yeah, is one of the is a really great chase sequence, a really great sequence in the film in a film that has quite a few big action set pieces. Like, yeah. if there's anything to be said about this film, it is action packed.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, this scene was really cool. Especially, you know, you're going big here. It's a daytime scene, so it's a lot yeah. harder to pull off, and they still make it work. We're getting, like, Mirror being chased by the uh, the putties or whatever. And then <laughs> the in the background, you can see uh, Aquaman being chased by Black Manta. Yeah. Yeah. And then it pans back to them. Like, so I love that. Cool. Again, kind of like a continuous shot. Yeah. You know, that was fantastic. Black Manta, for me, for some reason, didn't look as good as I thought he was going to look. I know a yeah. lot of you guys like it. Yeah. Um, but either than that, the fighting was cool. The action scene, you mentioned the whining. Yeah. Which was so cool again? I'm with you. Oh Jim yeah, the much. wine. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. When she yeah. surrounded there, oh, and then yeah. she drew out all the wine and yeah. made them into bullets. But I, I'm with you. Um, Oh, was it? You were. I think you guys both said uh, the toilet scene. Yeah. yeah, he smashed his head into the toilet. Come on, man. That was that was pretty poor. Yeah. That, like yeah. that
0: goes to your your humor. Like you yeah. said, it, like it takes you right out of that. Yeah, like really, ah, yeah. all these massive dynamic shots. And, yeah, like going in and out of the buildings oh. and like yeah. combining the two scenes, like you're saying, Troy, yeah. where like you end Amber Heard's scene and then you spin yes. around, and you pick up Arthur Curt. Like, yeah, in the background. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I'm right with you. Like everything was
1: amazing except for that one like five second thing, yeah. which whatever. Yeah, um, wasn't my favorite, but everything else was so good. Um, just like going on the rooftops and they actually shot that on location. Like I don't think very much of that was CGI. So hats wow. off to them. Like it looked beautiful. Uh, the one on one battle with Black Manta and Aquaman was pretty cool. Like he got some shots in. Like he wasn't just going down. Like Black Manta wasn't just getting beat. Like he was the first time. Right, kind of learned from it. I'm curious to see where they go with the sequel because he's already been beaten by Aquaman. So. And like
2: beaten hard. Like, yeah. yeah. That yeah. dude falling off that cliff like that. Yeah. Probably. Well I was confused by that because I thought he was dead. Like I thought they killed him off. Yeah. yeah. The way he wrapped around his head and like bashed him in the face. I was yeah. Like, I was like okay. oh
1: why would you kill him? Like if they killed him off I would have been a lot more mad yeah. about their misuse of Black Manta. Right. But because he's going to come back you know I think they could have either used him less or more in this film. Yeah. And because um, he's coming back I'll forgive it. Yeah. If they make it up for it in the sequel. You know, yes. if he's like still like a secondary villain in the sequel, I'd be like, ah, oh, come big on, mistake. yeah, he's yeah. got to be like the main big bad, and maybe he'll learn from um, uh, the guy who helps him at the end. I forget his name. I think it's uh, Doctor Stephen Shin. Oof. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> Randall Sorry, Park. Sorry, that guy. Randall Park, yeah. Because he, he was in yeah, Ant Man. Ant Man right? and yeah. the Wasp, yeah. And he was like, okay, I'll, I'll pass it when Ant Man he, he fits in
0: that movie. Yeah. Yeah, not in this, this movie. This movie,
2: I was like, what? Again, Like, dude, you're acting in another film right now. It's yeah. So, the news anchor scene. I was yeah. like, what is wrong with that one guy in the corner there? <laughs> <laughs> and then they brought him back in the after credit scene. I was yeah. just like, oh, this is terrible. Well, no? like
1: in the comics, he kind of helps Arthur develop his powers and he knows a lot about atlantis and no one believes him that atlantis is real and then he finally i think he like breaks arthur's secret that this guy's atlantean and then that's how he comes out to the world oh i think that's like new 52 that's how it happens okay so like this one maybe he's like been studying atlantis his whole life and uh with it maybe he'll like pass that knowledge on to black manta and maybe now black manta knows a little bit more about aquaman that he can defeat him yeah
2: i was really hoping his helmet was going to take him out right there Uh at the end Oh, just like shoot him out and be like, yeah, this guy's done? Yeah, just do favor.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> terrible. That guy's terrible. <laughs> so we go, as we're running through this film, we go from this big action set piece yeah. to another great action set piece. Yeah. And that's when we're running up against the trench here. So we're chasing yes. the McGuffin. We're chasing the Trident's. This to me is a standout for cinematography. Beautiful. So, the trench, these characters are one of the seven kingdoms, correct? Yeah. They're regressed. They make a drop. There's a drop line in there about some of us evolved and some of us regressed. These are basically monsters that are in the trench, like one of the depths, one of the deepest parts, eventually leading to the middle of the earth. Kind of weird. But, anyways, (laughs) we get this attack scene where they're attacking this little boat that they're on. But holy man, when they are flying, going straight down, and being chased yeah. by these hordes, and they have the flare, yeah, oh, and like oh. that splash screen where you have oh. the boat, the ocean, yeah, all this stuff, and the flare is like, ooh, like sparking or pulsing, yeah. yeah, and you get this view of how many of these creatures there are. Oh. Yeah, well, clearly you guys loved it, yeah. same way I did. Like I could watch that scene over and oh over again. My it's God. beautiful.
1: Yeah, it was like I, I know they should throw that, show that shot in the trailer, but. My god, that was. Beautiful. Was that in the trailer, really? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was
2: in totally the extended, extended trailer. Head. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was like a very like brief. Yeah, it was incident. just a glimpse. It really? Of it. Yeah.
2: Totally went over my head because I'm thinking, like, when I saw that, I'm like, man, like, you put that on just like a poster. Like, I'm looking at your Avengers posters. You yes. put that just as a poster and you're oh, like, Aquaman yeah. coming so and so. That's like a different film. I'm thinking, yeah. like, what are we in for? This is right. James Wan doing like a horror. Aquaman, yeah exactly but, yeah uh, yeah that looked good man cinematography yeah. on another level yeah Crazy.
1: the one uh, nitpick that i have about the uh, the trench in this is that aquaman once he gets to try it and he's able to control the trench and it's a big deal they're like he controls the trench he must be the one true king but in the comics the trench are so devolved that they're so prehistoric that aquaman's like uh t- telepathic powers to see life doesn't work on them And that's what makes them, like, a compelling villain is that they're just, like, mindless, brainless hordes. Right. And I was hoping that they wouldn't have done that in the film because then they could come back for maybe, like, you know, a sequel or a trilogy where they come back. Like, I think they're introduced in Aquaman, uh, New 52 at the beginning, where they just, like, start, like, taking people and, like, killing them and eating them and stuff. So, and, like, Aquaman can't, like, use his telepathy to stop them. So I thought that would have been cool to put that.
0: See, this is where it comes back to my earlier criticism of don't throw everything at us. Is that you could have used the trench in that exact fashion, right? Yeah. They're chasing them, but no more. No big, huge. I know you need a big set piece at the end here, but you could have removed that and just said, okay, well, who are the trench people? Well, they're one of the seven kingdoms right? yeah. and built on that, like slowly introduce them here. This is a great introduction yeah. and a great use of these characters for that exact reason um not having them reappear i would have been c- completely fine with two
1: yeah yeah i mean maybe they'll come back who knows what we're gonna do i mean we're all in agreement so that they're getting a sequel in a trilogy yeah. so a lot of these um things that were like saying like oh you know maybe like i didn't like this or that maybe in, like in the sequel in the trilogy they'll fix it so that way like look at winter soldier and first avenger yeah maybe they're gonna winter soldier the sequel so some of these nitpicks that we have that we're like okay they fixed it, yeah. you know. I mean, hopefully, it's
0: very plausible. And yeah. as we as we again continue to rock through this, the, the reunion and revelation of uh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That's how you say her name, uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting that. So Mira and Aquaman find themselves in the center of the Earth in some like weird place or whatever, but she pops back up, mm-hmm. and I can find myself like I can say I was legitimately shocked yeah. that she was back in the film and i kind of liked it like did did you guys like the reemergence or do you think that detracts away from his motivations like his initial motivations that she's actually still alive
1: i liked it yeah i'm nicole kidman's a great actress despite what you two say (laughs) (laughs) i don't say she's bad (laughs) great (laughs) i think she's got like 18 oscars Nobs? No wins. Oh. No way. Oh, that's, that's, that's <laughs> she's cheap. got eighteen Nerdsey Awards. <laughs> yeah, <nerd-esque. laughs> that's more important. Um Yeah, no, I liked it. I can't remember um she's alive in the comics right now or not, but uh you know, it's just another character and it's kinda different because if you look at characters like Superman, Batman, um Batman's lost his parents and so Superman's lost his dad. So it's kinda like something different for these uh heroes for the DC, so yeah, no, I dig it.
0: Big mom issues in the comic book world. Yeah. Yeah, big, big mom excited. issues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um
2: yeah, you know, I, I, I you know, cause comic book, you know, rule number one, right? If, if yeah. you haven't seen them killed on the panel, or even then they can still come back. <laughs> yeah. Or the movies, you know, they're, they're still out there. But right. it, I just kind of forgot. Yeah, me know, too. after a while, I just yeah. kinda forgot. And then when she showed up, was like, oh right, cool, Yeah. will bring her back because she was so cool at the beginning of this film. Yeah. You know what? Her costume looked a little funny yeah oh um, yeah like the
1: like the trench like that she had killed and like made skin yeah it looked like, really weird when you think about it yeah. Actually, what was she eating
0: she's eating the trench for the last like 30 years know, it was like a like middle of the earth man yeah rock was down there for a bit in that movie <laughs> it's all good yeah it's <laughs> always dinosaurs
1: in the middle of the earth yeah like are they gonna like have a crossover with jurassic park now
0: feels like a really hot and Highly pressurized place. But that's just me. I don't know. (laughs) So she essentially explains to... She gives us that exposition that we need as to what Arthur needs to do to get the blah, blah, blah trident. Yeah. And it's going facing the Karathen, I think they say. I want to keep saying Kraken, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. same basic idea, I think. He needs to prove that he's worthy. And I think a long way goes towards that is that he can actually talk to it. Right. And so this whole scene, it... to me it was just fine right we we spent quite a bit of time chasing this trident he gets there he talks to this big thing proves that he's worthy emerges in the aquaman costume yeah you guys cool with this? Like it, it seems like it's a means to an end, right? Let's just get there, do it, and then let's go have a final. Yeah, battle. get that costume on. Really. Yeah, <laughs> voiced
1: by Julie Andrews, the original Mary yeah. Poppins. Mary Poppins y'all? That who, yeah. Is that who she? Was? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, she didn't want to be in Mary Poppins Returns. She preferred to be an Aquaman. That's all you need to know about which movie to see this holiday season.
0: <laughs> yeah. So like to me, let's talk about this final. Let's this costume before we end of this final bow here. Ooh, man, that costume. <laughs>
1: I didn't love it. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. You know, but,
0: but I'm the guy that loved the leather on Momoa. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> just what had the hell do I know? Did you
1: also love the leather in the X-Men films? Is that <laughs> no. like, when they change, like, go back to the black leather, Hugh Jackman?
0: Yeah. yeah not, not for me. <laughs> I don't know. I just, something about it just doesn't fit the character that Momoa portrays through the entire I film. I get that. That's, yeah. that's what takes me out. Him walking out in this, and I get it. It's comic accurate. Cool. Go yeah. with yeah. it. But... It just feels like Momoa's stuck in a gold suit. It doesn't really fit. Like, to, I like his Justice League outfit. Oh, awesome. okay. is cool that was cool, too. I like that one, too. I like the more darker colors on Aquaman, right. this bright gold thing. It just didn't work for me. Like, It's fine. It's, it doesn't detract from the movie from me. I'm happy that like, big Aquaman fans got that revelation, yeah. got this suit. I'm cool with that. I can be there. Didn't
2: love it, though. Yeah, for me, I uh, I I love this costume, especially because I think going in a little bit, we've seen um, some of like those statues, like those sideshow statues that are yeah, coming yeah. out, and I was like, whoa, that looks really cool. But then to actually see it on Momoa. And thinking of him standing alongside the rest of the Justice right. League, I'm just yeah. like, whoa. Because that was missing from Justice League. We didn't yeah. have Momoa in the orange and green. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh
1: Flash, too. Yeah. yeah. And,
2: and Momoa just rocked it because he yeah. has that swagger where you, yeah. he can yeah. wear the leather, he can wear this, and you're <laughs> just yeah. like, wear a life jacket. And you're like, ah, that's cool. It's, <laughs> soccer man, right? Um, so for me, I, I loved it. And then he had that trident, you know, just to solidify the outfit yeah boom I was was happy man
1: I'm with you I'm with you man I I loved it like it just it looks like the comic accurate suit and it's one of the harder ones to pull off for sure right like Uh there's a hundred ways where this thing could have gone wrong and it kind of looks like fish scales in a way but like when you go out it doesn't and the green with the uh, gloves look really cool and the trident is so gold and shiny and I don't know I think he I think he gains it and then he gains more powers when he has the costume so when you're watching Justice League and you see him get taken out by Superman like so quickly. I don't think he'll be taken out by Superman so quickly in this costume. He's got more powers. So,
0: yeah, we we will see hopefully someday those two <laughs> in a film together again. Well, we
1: definitely see one on film. We don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. We live in a world where we're more hundred percent confident we're getting an Aquaman sequel, and we're not so sure we're getting another Superman film or a Batman or yeah, a Batman bad, 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 film. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Really <laughs> really. <weird> world. <laughs> Before Aquaman does get to a sequel, he's got to defeat his evil brother. Yes. Yeah. So as we go through this orum, the subplot kind of comes to a head where he kills one of the other guys. Gets the allegiance of the kid, of the fish, or whatever, right. and declares himself Ocean Master. He puts the cap on, the head or helmet or whatever, and they go to battle. Remind me again who they go to battle with.
1: The Brine King?
0: Oh, the Brine King. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Voiced by, uh, I think it's Gimli from uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, really?
0: John Rhys-Davies. So they go head-to-head here in a massive CGI battle. To me, it was... Sure. It was, it was the end of this big thing. I'd have to say that I enjoyed a lot of the other battles and this is a common thing that we throw in a comic book movies that the battles in the middle seem to be better than the final punch up. This was just a lot and some parts were great other parts were yeah sure the Crafton comes back up you see the trench people aquaman does his thing he has a moment there with mara where they make out in the middle of this giant battle <laughs> it's <laughs> how <laughs> are you do in dc look at superman and lois lane true or rose and finn yeah <laughs> yeah <This> happens <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true true so yeah. uh, the king emerges from all this what you guys think of this this last battle here
1: Oh, I loved it. This was my favorite battle of the whole movie. Um, Yeah, I think it's up there. Like when you talk about Sicily, I think so. Yeah, when you talk about like great final battles in comic book films of recent times, you got Man of Steel battle Metropolis, and you got Infinity War the Wakanda scene. To me, this fits right in there with them. Like this is just such an amazing scene. Tim shaking his
0: head. He, he's not so sure about that. I'm not sure this goes with... He's just coming like, off a Civil War, man. Yeah. He's like, no way. Oh, man. Like- I just rewatched Civil War. I'm not yeah. sure this... This. Uh, I can honestly say this is not compared to the Wakanda battle.
3: <laughs> but,
0: sure. Like, it's each their own.
1: Yeah. No, I love this. It's like underwater. You got like laser sharks. And then you got Aquaman emerging. With the whatever thing it is, the Leviathan. He has the Man of Steel or, shot too, right? Right. When he's flying, he, he's flying. Yeah. yeah, I love that. That's he's like great. coming up. Oh, look, just like Man of Steel. So good. Yeah. Uh Him and you know Mira share a kiss. It's like very Shape of Water. Huh? You know, um, that that film won an Oscar. Okay. And There's a lot. There's a g- lot going
0: on <laughs> for them to be like, wait a minute. You know what we should do here? <laughs> yeah. Call Gilbert the Tower right now and get yeah. right there. Uh, well, uh, shoot you, this.
1: You never know who's going to survive battle. So you're in the throes of war. This could be your last chance you ever see, you know, Mara or last time she ever sees Arthur Curry, man, just go for the kiss. Like it's nice. It's, and they show like the revolving scene and all the different bright colors, everything, man, I just people kicking the shit
0: out of each other all around them though.
1: You know what, man? Like he can't save (laughs) everybody. He can't save
0: everybody. I mean, it was a goofy scene though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If black Panther had taken the time to kiss, um, his love interest in the film, I would have been okay with that too. Or if I'm trying to think of some other love interest, if in that Wakanda scene, but I can't think of too many. If uh, there's Natasha no. and Vision, you know, if they kind of got jiggy with it during the battle, I would have been okay with that too. It would
0: have been weird, yeah. <laughs> Real weird.
2: What, sure. do you, what do you think of that battle? It? Um, it, it was fine. It, it was okay for me. It wasn't a highlight by any means. No. It wasn't anything to blow me out of the water. It was a better third act for sure. I would say than um or better third act battle than wonder woman taking on oh, yeah. oh
1: Ares? Ares. yeah
2: the cgi obviously looked a lot better but you know even the kissing scene i was like oh that's crazy why we did you do it's that it's an eye roll right it was an eye roll you're in yeah. love man like if
1: you were going out to battle yeah and you have your wife there by your side yeah you're like i gotta go i gotta save the kingdom you you wouldn't you wouldn't kiss her? This could yeah, be the last yeah, chance you yeah, ever I, see. Well her. then i would go for it. I go for right? it. I'd right? I just stop what
2: I'm doing and just you know.
1: You're Aquaman. You're not gonna get hit by random, you know, errant fire. You're the main star of the movie. You know, no like Joe Blow um henchman's gonna take you out. Yeah. Just go for the kiss. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and she and she, I think, initiated the kiss. So you're gonna you're gonna turn turn her down and say no thank you you know he's gonna he's gonna smooch a smooch 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 well why
0: wouldn't you snuggle up to the king now, at the end of this up. battle the king is essentially crowned like he is given that that nod by everyone everyone cheers as they pop up and that do you think crowning him is is too much at the start like I, I in this first film like is that again suffering from we need to get everything into here like I don't want it to sound like it broke a broken record, but save it for later.
1: <laughs> I think it works because now in the sequel he has to deal with that. Sure that king does. Of Atlantis, yeah, I, can, and I can. buy into Maybe he, they show his scene with him going to talk to like the president, or he has to be like diplomatic now. So it's like a scene where he's like at a United Nations. And he's got to like talk, in there like, "This guy is like the leader of Atlantis." Like you could have like,
2: yeah, like I can that. see, I, yeah. can, I agree, I yeah. can see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I, I like that. I oh, like the that. I mean, if, if Luke and Han and everyone got a trophy at the end of Episode Four, you got to give these guys, their, you got to give them a crown, right, right yeah. away. Crown that, that man a crown. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Somebody get this man.
0: I love it. I love it. And we also get Thomas and his bride. Um, Nicole Kidman yeah yeah, reuniting there beautiful end beautiful reunited
1: end reunited awesome. and it feels so
0: good that almost feels like it should have been stuck in the film that would it have probably been yeah, would've probably would have <laughs> worked a lot better Even <laughs> stuck by Sanjay would have been a lot better yeah. I don't
1: know the next line Tim help me out
0: don't know Troy help me out got nothing
1: Reunited. Just keep like repeating that. that. Yeah. <laughs> 90% of songs I know,
0: I know the course. <laughs> All right, so that about caps off the film for us. there's There was a lot in there, and I think we unpacked the majority of it here, yeah. with the exception of the mid credit scene. Now, we kind of made reference to this. We've got uh what? black manta worth this dr steven shin yeah um to me when i saw the boat i was like oh my god lex luther is going to yeah. pick up that would have been yeah. super cool i, yeah. I, I yes. chuckled to myself because i thought it was going to be deathstroke yeah. or one of them right so it was cool. it was weird There, like the first thing you see is a boat yeah. yeah i was like oh okay i know where they're going with this right yes. they're assembling whatever the uh that's coming yeah
1: that would have been cool but i think I think if they were more confident in the universe, that's what it would have been. You're right. Yeah. You know, if they're right. like, yeah, we're definitely doing Dude this. You did say DC that right too. after.
0: Cause I was like, Whoa, this is, and you're like, no, no, no confidence. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they I do think
1: that. now, like at the end of flash, they do flash. They'll have like gorilla Grodd join. And then like, Black or Black Manta will be there, and he's like, "I was rescued by Lex Luthor as well, kind no. of thing. <laughs> Oh yeah! As soon as I saw, I killed that guy. And now I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: gentlemen. Before we cap this off, let's give our recommendations. I'm gonna throw it to you first. Try. Cool. What are your thoughts and what are your recommendations on
2: Aquaman? Yeah, well, finally giving it a year to digest. Um, <laughs> yes, you, <laughs> you know it, the film's not horrible. It's not. It's not a bad. <laughs> they should put that on the Blu-ray.
1: Film's not horrible. Film's Destroy not horrible. Boy.
2: No, I, I actually had a lot of fun with this film, and like I mentioned, it's a roller coaster ride. Um, I think the positives outweigh the negatives. I would have to say there were some things that really took me out of this film, and. Um, the score, the score is fantastic, but like Tim mentioned, like the music itself is not so good. But except the for that cigarro song, yes, exactly at the <laughs> beginning there, which is great. Uh, performances aren't bad, but like I mentioned before, in this whole spoiler review, I felt like Jason Momoa's performance was maybe one of the least enjoyable, but it still like served their overall uh, purpose of the story. Costume design was great, apart from those putties. Visual <laughs> effects is blowing; it's one of the best out there it's a crime that it's not even being considered for an Oscar, which is just outrageous right I now hear at this you. point. I hear you. Um, overall though, I think James Wan did a, a great job. I would like to see like, I hope they do some major improvements though, going forward, like in the story as- or, or the um, the dialogue, the writing aspect. I really hope they can do a little bit more, step the game up on that point. Uh, but Jason Momoa, man, he's here to stay. I, I think, I actually really think he's saved this universe of the DCEU for sure. I mean, how much is it now 700 750
1: but by the end of the week it'll be 900 yeah so crazy. it's gonna blow past that's crazy no
2: i think definitely go out there and check out this film and uh you'll have a blast for sure
1: yeah yeah um yeah um well you know my thoughts it's a dc film so of course i'm gonna love it <laughs> Well, it's a dc film not named catwoman so of course i'm gonna love it <laughs> throwing shade at catwoman there um no i loved it uh what can I say? It's one of the most like enjoyable films of the year. It's just a total popcorn flick. It's a great action film. It's a great throwback adventure. It kind of has everything in it for everyone. The performances were great. I'm excited to see more of Jason Momoa, Amber Heard. I'm excited to see more of, uh, Patrick Wilson, uh, Yahya Abdul Mateem II, who plays Black Manta. I'm excited to see more of him. I'm just excited to see more of this universe. They've kind of crafted this like, out there universe, you know, um, the DC films have been to, um, they've been to, well, I had a brain fire. They've been to Themyscira. They've been to Gotham. They've been to Metropolis, and now they've been to Atlantis and Krypton. And Krypton, that's right. Like the the worlds of DC is pretty crazy. And they and they eat, I think this has done probably one of the best jobs of crafting this entire universe in one film. You could have a whole universe of films set within Atlantis, like you could have like different side character spinoffs and everything. So, I'm super pumped. Like, see this film, you'll have a great time. You're gonna come out smiling. You're gonna love it as much as I do. Probably not, but uh, I don't know. I think it's a great film. I'm. I think it's a great film. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to say. Like it's a, So much more you can yeah, say. You Watch the previous hour and a half. <laughs> you know, um, and I think like one of the cool things is is um, uh, going down like doing like movie marathons. I think this is gonna play really well. Uh, when you go, if you ever go see the DC films in like chronological order, I think this is going to pair really well, like after justice league. And then you throw this on right away. you will be like, yeah, this is, you'll see like, this is a much better crafted film than Justice League. not to throw shit at justice League, because I actually like had fun at that film and I don't like hate it as much as some people, but this is like a much better crafted film. And I, I think it stands up the top of not just the DCEU, but like DC films overall, I would put okay. this in the top like five. DC films ever done.
0: Interesting. Yeah, there's not much more I can I can say to that, guys. Like I'll echo some of the same sentiments that you know I came out. I had fun. I was pleasantly surprised with uh, the Amber Hearn and the visuals were great. Jason Momoa. Yeah, to me, I really loved his performance here. That really brought it for me. You've you've heard my criticisms. I'm not going to go into more depth there. But at the end of the day, yeah, definitely go and check this film. It's worth a watch. And I think the biggest thing here that we can say is that as cliched as it is, maybe. Yeah, sure. Jason Momoa, he just, him and Wonder Woman, him and Gal Gadot just saved this universe. Yeah. They have a solid foundation to leave off of now. Now it's about execution and getting into that, like, quote-unquote phase two and doing big things with these characters moving forward. Aquaman is now and will be a household name going forward. So people have that character recognition. They need to run with that.
1: You know, you mentioned, like, save the universe. I think, like, the thing that it really saved was um, public opinion and uh, general audiences you know, I think, like, um, the DC fans, you know, they're kind of, like, and them as well, because, like, they're kind of worried, like, okay, Snyder's kind of, you know, he's not involved anymore. Which direction are they going to go? Other fans are like, I didn't like the previous films. Am I going to like this? So, yeah, like, I know it's kind of cliche, as we say, and I did put it in, like, the yeah. DC review bingo, but, you know, <laughs> you can stamp a square for us. Because I think it did. It saved it and marks all the boxes. Yeah, man. You know, critically, audience-y, audience-wise, and box office. And as well, um, all the different fans. Yeah. It united the seven, the seven fandoms. Your DC (laughs) fans, your Marvel fans, your X-Men fans, your Lord of the Ring fans, your Star Wars fans, your Star Trek fans. Godzilla fans? And your Godzilla fans. Sure, there's the seven.
0: (laughs) It united the seven. (laughs) And with that being said, I think it's about time we wrap things up here. It's, uh, it's been a long review. We're an hour and 50 or so minutes into this Wow. for a two-and-a-half-hour film. So yeah, we, 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 we'll
1: we just stay for another like half an hour and just like watch the film again. Yeah, after credit scene? Yeah, after yeah. credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, guys. That was an absolute blast discussing that. Taking a moment and pausing back into 2018, discussing our last film review for 2018 into early 2019 here. Our next two weeks are going to be a lot of fun, actually. We've got our 2018. We're going to spend one more episode back in 2018 where we're looking at. Our year in review coming a little bit later just because the holiday seasons and all that doesn't matter. We're gonna be talking about our our top 10 films from the year, wrapping up potentially the box office draft, declaring a winner in there, and then we're gonna be next week, the following week after that, we're gonna be talking about 2019's most anticipated. So, we're gonna be discussing everything for our most anticipated films the 2019 box office fantasy draft will take place on that episode as well we're looking at collecting and comics in 2019 and just breaking down everything that we are looking forward to so it's gonna be a lot of fun over the next couple weeks looking back and then again looking forward sunjay's got something big coming up here at the end of the month so hopefully we get everything in oh
1: yeah that's when i give birth
0: yes when you give birth (laughs) you're looking great by the way thank you thank you you
1: know I uh, put on uh, the, the Christmas 15. Oh, yeah. I hear, you. <laughs> I
0: hear you. I hear you. So, guys, get out there and see Aquaman. It is a ton of fun. You know, it's a full recommend from us here. And if you guys would like to tell us what you thought of it, you can always email us at thenuram at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. We're always there hanging out. Handle's at the end of the episode. The Twitter gang is always rocking. And rolling, talking Aquaman, whatever. Get your thoughts out there. And for everything that we do, everything else, you can find us at the nerdroom.net as well as storescomoth.com. We'd like to thank Mr. Rob Wade for Emotionally14 endorsing this podcast. Go check out everything that he does, including his Crazy Train podcast over emotionally14.com. And with that being said, we're going to take a dive. <laughs> One more <laughs> pun that makes no sense. But for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. And thank you for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, on Twitter at the TroyTheBoy87, and SunJabby. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out the Nerdroom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. Be sure to head over to StarWarsComenwealth.com to find more podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron podcast. Skyrims Podcast and San Diego Sabers. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps into a large world.
1: Alright, so if you're listening to us, like this isn't Marvel, like we don't have any uh, mid-credit scene, but this is like our mid-credit scene, so we're gonna do a quick breakdown of our favorite costumes of the Justice League heroes. So we got Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg. So you got to rank them from least favorite to most favorite and we'll use this Aquaman costume, whichever Batman costume, whichever Wonder Woman costume you want, whichever Superman costume you want. I mean, this is just okay. purely not on character,
0: but just Okay, we're going to do quick. We're doing this, this is going to be 30 seconds. So, I'm going to go right. least to most. Yeah. Cyborg least. Yeah. Flash.
1: Yeah. Aquaman. Okay.
0: I don't know who I'm missing here.
2: Uh, the w- Trinity. Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman. Ooh. Yeah okay uh shoot mine is pretty similar flash you at the bottom, S- cyborg. Uh shoot this is tough, uh Superman, Wonder Woman Aquaman Batman BVS.
1: Okay 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 so I'm gonna go uh Flash last cyborg, uh then I'm gonna go um oh man this is tough I'm gonna go okay Aquaman even though I really like the costume then I'm gonna go, uh Superman so then I'm gonna go. Batman's having a go Wonder Woman's number one. Wow. There
0: you go. Nice. There you go. Boom. We are Oh.